2: Welcome to Undrafted, a Dynasty Game Theory podcast brought to you by the Undroppables. I am your host, Scott Belanger, aka Jax Falcone. You can find me on Twitter at Dino Game Theory. This is episode number 170. Let's roll and roll into the 2024 season we go. Uh the the 2023 season. NFL season in the rear view mirror for sure and the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl that was pretty pretty awesome uh, did sort of predict that a little bit I guess although I get a lot of stuff wrong so I'm not going to victory lap any of that nonsense but kind of interesting I had we had a there was an interesting conversation on Twitter and I'll probably start it off at the top with uh, with the quarterback wins thing but I want to do that maybe as I bring in mr. John Lobb. I, I'm so excited, you know, as you guys know the series of the undrafted that we sort of start at this time of year, sort of before the combine is, you know, all the guys and gals that I know that are really college football aficionados um, you know, John starts to bridge that gap a little bit because he's a, a college football guy, but also has, you know, some, some, some modeling in terms of, prospect profiles going into you know our draft season so you know not to say some of the other guys didn't but he definitely has that and as we get closer to the to the to the nfl draft we're gonna have guys on you know jj zacharisa and scott barrett guys who have real strong modeling and i want to get them with all the data but john really does it does it both so you definitely want to follow john uh and and john is newly minted player profiler asset uh, so really, really exciting stuff. And, and, and John's an OG. Uh, I've known John a, a while now. He's been on the show before. Famously, Sam Howell is not athletic. Famously. Am I right, Mr. John Lobb? You can find John on Twitter at Gridironskull91. The great John Lobb is here. What's up, John?
0: Hey man, it is rookie season. You know what's amazing? I've really been knee deep since about December 15th. That's about when I really start breaking down the class and the the thing that I love about this year right now. People yeah. are just waking up to literally players that I've been watching for 8 months. And I right. love I love kind of the awakening when people are on Twitter or I hear about him on the radio, and they're like, "Oh, there's this guy, right?" And I'm like, yes. oh, welcome to that's the team." Me. I've been watching that's me. Him for I'm a waking long time. up. That's that's why I love college football. But it is a it is, and I understand if you are knee deep in NFL, and I love the NFL. Don't get me wrong; it's not what I mean. But if you're so absorbed of fantasy NFL, and you're you're all your writing is NFL, and everything you do is NFL centric. Yes. This is new to you, where yes. I'm in the, in the NFL college season. I'm 50-50. I'm watching both because I yes. love the prospects. I love the college game. So it's, it's, it's so much fun to see people open their eyes and be like, oh, this guy's really good. I don't want to give away names because we're going to talk about him. We're going to get but there. But it's, it's exciting to see it yeah. and have people be like, and I'm like, oh, I I really like this guy. I'm glad someone else likes him.
2: <clears throat> yeah, excuse me. You know what's interesting is that you know um, I, I forget who just who just posted this, but it was like it's not important who was first; it's who oh, was yeah. right. You know, and, and it's true because like you know everybody's like, "Oh, Jax was first on that one. He's called it." It's like I don't really care. Like I wasn't first on Puka; I was just right on Puka. You know, yeah. I actually wasn't right on Puka because I probably passed him a few times in rookie drafts, but then course corrected figured it out and got a lot. I am like 50% Puka in my dynasty leagues. Like, so, you know, at some point or another, it's not, you know, who's first it's, it's getting it right. You know? Um, and sometimes we get a little bit clouded by that. I think I did that with like sky more, even like I, I sort uh-huh. of stuck with sky, even when I started to feel a little bit antsy about it and this year, and certainly last year, but definitely this year. Now I'm starting to think be, I say it all the time, be ready to be wrong, but be more water. Be ready to kind of just maneuver your takes and, and listen and and really just formulate your opinion based off of everything. Don't just plant a flag and, and
0: stick with it. So uh, Can I tell you but, yeah, a great story yeah. that I've learned a lot this past? I've thought about this a lot. And if you're not reflecting and learning, you're not doing this process right, my friend. I love Kyren Williams at Notre Dame. I went back and I did a a fantasy mock dynasty draft early February of the year he came out. I took him with pick number eight in the first round. I mean, that's how much I love Kyron Williams. Then he went to the combine. And he basically, I'm being nice, pooped the bed. Like, oh my God, I was like, I can't believe he's that unathletic, right? Like, literally, he was that unathletic. So I moved him, you know, down from, like, running back number seven down to running back 14 or something. And then he went off the radar. I just yeah. – I lost him. Now, I got lucky on two redraft teams early in – you know, after week one, I picked him up. I wrote yes. his DFS real quick. But I didn't have him on dynasty teams, and I really am mad at myself. But right. it's a process, right? And what happened at the Combine – I just – I overanalyzed the athleticism, and I said everything that I watched for a year and a half with Kyron Williams, I just dropped all of it. Yes.
2: by the did way, John,
0: I, I took him at like, the 107
2: in one of those, you know, preseason that mocks man? that I did online. And I was, like, ready to delete that. Job. I'm like, oh, my God, what an embarrassment. And now it looks so smart. And you're right. And I'll tell you, one other guy I did the same thing on was last year with Tajay Spears. I fell in love with the prospect. Then they yeah. said ACL knee issue. And I was like, I didn't even draft him. Like, I have, like, zero shares and a lot of cares. <laughs> Normally, <it's laughs> zero shares, zero cares. I'm, I am I missed Tajay, because of a blind spot that I shouldn't have really overvalued. So it's true. It's all the information. How much value do you place on each bit of information? And what you're saying is exactly right. I put too much value on the knee problem with Tajay. You put too much value on the, the 40 time and lack of athleticism with Kyron. When we should have been stashing him at the back of, you know, yes. third, fourth round picks, just stash him on taxi squads, and it's a running back on a 53, and you'd have been much
0: more profitable to have done so. And then that's what I'm mad about. I should have said value, right? I should have said yes. to myself, I like Kyron Williams, and I'm in the fourth or fifth round of a dynasty. What if he hits? Because I still right. – but I, but I said no. And now I'll be the first one. I think he landed in a perfect situation, right? Sure. You get McVay. They improved the offensive line, and it worked. But yeah. I should have been patient with that. I should have yeah. been patient and I wasn't. Yeah. And that bothers me. Right. Be- and it bothers you because you have
2: a, a Bayesian approach, which is I'm going to take new information yes. and try and be-, and be, and become better going forward. And that's the whole idea, man. That's the whole idea of this thing. And, and, you know, um, yeah, someone just uh, had had put on Twitter about me. They said one of his best, you know, um, skills is open-mindedness. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm open-minded because I'm empty-minded. You know, I don't – there's nothing in there. So, of course, there's plenty of room up in there uh, joking. But, you know, hey, I got to ask you real quick about this quarterback wins thing. I'm, I'm just going to go on a, a short – a very short tirade – not a tirade, monologue, whatever. But I had said on Twitter, quarterback wins – or wins is a quarterback stat. And then a lot of people would say, you're going to judge the whole game based on just one – no, I didn't say that you know, a lot of the sort of straw man argument is that, well, completion percentage, you know, they'll always say wins is, you know, it takes into consideration the defense, the offensive line, da, da, da. it's like, so doesn't every other stat like completion percentage takes into account whether or not the guy catches it or whatever, you know, whether or not he was covered, you know, you, you know, so there's, there are interdependencies in the NFL game. I take wins as being a quarterback stat for this reason. First of all, If you look at who wins, it's generally the guys you think are good quarterbacks. Number one, if you just sort of (laughs) look at it from a base level, but also most games come, especially nowadays, come down to fourth quarter execution and fourth quarter conversion rate. You know, do you convert fourth, uh, excuse me, third downs in the fourth quarter? Like literally that's the difference sometimes. And you know who does that? Good quarterbacks. Good quarterbacks come back and win. Good quarterbacks go down and have a game-winning drive. Good quarterbacks convert to run the clock out. Good quarterbacks do this, and then they win. That's how quarterbacking leads to wins. I'm not suggesting that it's the only measure of a quarterback. That would be ridiculous. Context with everything. But there's there, yards per attempt, yards, uh, EPA, all these different things are all very valuable. They're all quarterback stats, but they're also all um, you know interdependent Of other players doing good things. I just think it's a good way to consider because at the end of the day, you could be prolific, i.e. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston had huge touchdown yards, yards per attempt, all sorts of really cool stats. He also didn't win very much, and we found that he was flawed in certain ways because of some of the late decisions that he would make, some of the early decisions he would make, too. I'm using (laughs) Jameis as one example. You know, we could talk about Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy and how they're sort of skewed in the other way, where they get wins and they're probably not that good. Yes, that's called context. But we also can see that Purdy is pretty good. Is he the best quarterback in the NFL? No, but we also had that argument based off of other stats he led the league in many many stats so if you take those other stats and say that they're ridiculous because he's not the best then your argument falls flat so ultimately all I'm saying is quarterback wins are a stat quarterback excuse me wins and winning percentage are a quarterback stat that's it John what do you think of me
0: there's no question in my mind that there are quarterbacks who know how to win yeah I'm not foolish because I'm who was the quarterback at Miami who won the Heisman Trophy or he went undefeated in the early, um, tooth at the turn of the century? Um, um Ken Dorsey, Ken Dorsey. Dorsey, yeah. He was an NFL quarterback, right? He was a winning college quarterback, nothing wrong with that. But he did not have an NFL arm and he couldn't win at the NFL level.
2: And Here, I would say also, I would also say in college, a little bit different because Alabama plays like the Trinity school for the blind. Well, Well, then college is a totally
0: different game. Totally different different
2: game. Pros. They're all salary cap and all pros. And, you know, I mean, there's, there's irregularities in the schedule and imbalances, but basically there's parody.
0: Yes. I, and this is where I think actual football people, and I'm not, I don't work for an NFL team, but I've watched probably three NFL games a week for the last 40 years. And I watched, you know, four or five college games for the last 20 years. And I watched before, but the game was different. They didn't have as much college football back in the 70s and 80s when I was a kid. That's right. So it's amazing what they have now. <clears throat> and I'll say winning matters. And I'm sorry, if you've seen Roger Staubach and my friends, go back, watch Tape of the Cowboys and Roger Staubach. And I dare you to tell me he wasn't a winner in the fourth quarter. I saw that man fight back. And go watch Jeff George, who probably was as physically gifted with arm talent as anyone in the league. And I can't remember one game where Jeff George won a game with his arm in the fourth quarter. Look it. Winning matters. Yeah. I've gone back and I've been watching John Elway and Dan Marino lately. I've been watching yeah. Dan Fouts lately. Winning matters. Joe Montana. And there's something about that fourth quarter. Now, what yeah. you said earlier is interesting. If I, I would love to see Roger Staubach's completion percentage touchdown to interception ratio because my anecdotal memory and watching like you can go watch the games now on YouTube of the Cowboys yeah my anecdotal and my memory watching those games are I bet you he was out of off the charts good in the fourth
2: quarter you know I I can actually answer that to some degree I haven't looked I, I don't have it in front of me but I will tell you this One thing that people will do is they'll take, like, Roger Staubach and they'll compare him to today's game. And they're like, he was he sucked. What you have to do is take just that generation, the generation he played in, and compare it. And Roger Staubach was off the charts statistically (laughs) versus his contemporaries, right? So he was as dominant as there was in any period of time. So that much is true. But some people will play the gotcha game and they'll compare him to, like, you know, David Carr and be like, Oh, he's not even as good as Derek or David Carr. You know, both That's of them. Abs- you know It's absurd. Yeah.
0: Dude. It's you know absurd. what I do? Yeah. I, my son and I, I'm teeth like he wants to know what football was like when I was a kid. Cause I tell him how different it was. We yeah. actually watch. And he's like wide receivers have their hands in the dirt. I said, <laughs> right. and there's, there's no motion. Like we were literally watching games yeah. and you can't, fine motion for about <laughs> 38 plays. Yes. Motion is literally a fullback going yeah, two out. steps. <laughs> yes. yeah. Or an H get a head start moving. on the end. Yeah, that's And right. literally he's like, "Dad, did they think a receiver got out of his stance better with this hand?" I said, "You know what, son? It's just one of those weird football things where you look back and you're yeah. like, how could anyone have thought that was better than standing up? Yes. Like, it is bizarre. Now, granted, Proof that evolution is real. Oh, my God. Like, you can't compare Roger Staubach, and here's why. First down, run, two yards. Second down, run, th- three yards. Third and five. Now, that's a good situation <laughs> for Staubach. Sometimes <laughs> right. run, one yard, run, minus two, third and 11. Like, that happens constantly. Constantly. And I'll say this. Interceptions are high back in the day, and it's clear. I was watching some Joe Namath tape, right? And here's what's different. And Joe Namath didn't have great stats, so I'm not foolish. Awful stats. It's amazing, actually. But, man, his arm was off the charts, dude. Yeah, he was good, but it's like, holy smokes. How is this possible? Yeah. Yeah. Joe Namath versus Bob Greasy. Unbelievable game. Joe, name it, though, on third and 15, dude, he's throwing the ball 30 yards down the field. No one's throwing the ball in the flat. Like, that is not happening. And he gets picked off by Jake Scott, who's sitting there back 40 yards, just waiting for Joe to throw. Like, the game is so different, dude. It's so So different. So unbelievable. I mean, and and,
2: and even the contact that that was allowed on the outside, like, you know, it's just a – it's just a different game for the receivers, schematically, Everything. the whole thing. It's all different. It's completely different.
0: You can't different. look at stats across. So I'll also this. And I used to, as a kid, I used to think it was not really truthful, but now I've watched it. They used to joke in Denver, and you can tell I have a Denver sweatshirt. I'm a Broncos fan. So my son and I are watching a lot of John Elway tape lately. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm telling you, Elway was decades ahead. I think yeah. people don't even realize how good he was if you look back. So we're watching. He looks like Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen with a a Jeff George arm. Like when he's young, it's ridiculous, dude. So anyways, we're watching him. And I remember Dan Reeves is literally running Sammy Winder, Gerald Wilhite. He's facing third and eight constantly, constantly. Then they're behind in the fourth quarter, and he's literally telling John, save my fucking game for me. Yeah, Save the right. fucking game, and the, the number of times John Elway did that is ridiculous. He's a winner. I'm sorry. Yeah. Look at the rosters; they got the five Super Bowls, three in the 80s. Name yeah. anyone other than John Elway who's in the Hall of Fame? The Terrell Davis team is in the late 90s. There's no one in the Hall of Fame with him in those years. That's a winning quarterback. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, go, go I, watch,
2: I don't know if you watched it. There's uh four falls of Buffalo or something like that on Netflix. Oh it's yeah, like a, I did. Have you seen That's this? Good. It's pretty good. And 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 they, they talk about the 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 Super Bowl where the Giants play um the the the, the Buffalo Bills. And, yeah. you know, that year the Buffalo Bills went to a K gun offense, which is basically yep. just hurry up shotgun, which is what everybody runs all the time now. Oh and yeah. so like It's like it's standard and nobody could stop it. Uh, The Raiders got blown out 51 to three in the AFC championship game in that that year. And then Bill Belichick played two down linemen and then like all sorts. He basically invented nickel and dime against that offense and won the Super Bowl with it. And it was born out of read and react. They were like, oh, they're doing this. We're going to do this. It didn't exist. It literally did not exist before that day. You know, so that's – John Elway played before that. Like, it was just a different uh, game. And the evolution is real, and that's why it's hard to to parse, uh, you know, from
0: one generation to the next. Oh, uh, wait, can I, I say have, one more hey, thing that I noticed. Go ahead. When you watch mechanics now, yeah. Matthew Stafford's mechanics are out of control good. Perfect. Perfect, dude. Yeah. And we were watching Terry Bratch on My Son and I. In a playoff yeah. game against Denver in 1997, 1977, yeah. 1977. Greg yeah. Morton, orange crush in Denver. Terry Bradshaw's mechanics are pathetic, dude. Yeah, He's yeah. throwing off his back foot. It's all arm. He's, yeah. he's going seven steps back and then floating around the Tying. pocket. Yeah. And throwing the ball wildly down the field. And my son said, He's in the Hall of Fame, Dad? <laughs> yeah. I said, Ronnie, what well, you got to understand there was no quarterback coaches. No. There was no quarterback academies. He called his I, own plays. And I bet you Terry Hall. Bradshaw at Louisiana Tech in 1967 was literally on a coaching. They probably had three coaches at Louisiana Tech in 1968, right? Making almost poverty level. Right? And they literally had no coaching. And no. Chuck Knoll probably coached the offensive line because you know it's funny. Watch the mechanics of the offensive linemen in the 70s and 80s. They're better than today's offensive linemen. Yeah. Cause now we got these young coaches who think it's all about the quarterbacking and the receiving. They yeah. don't know how seven to coach. There's not enough guys yeah. know how to coach offensive line. Yeah. It's pathetic sometimes. You watch the Steelers offensive line, dude, it is simply spectacular. Yeah. Like they have left tackles going to the right side on sweeps. They're doing traps like that. Offensive line is unbelievable because Chuck Noll didn't give a crap about the quarterback.
2: Dude. That's how they had to generate offense anyway. Because you really couldn't drop back pass because your quarterback's no, liable kidding. to get killed. Your receivers are being your receivers are being held. You're yes. probably going to throw an interception. You know, a trap play for four is like, mm,
0: got him. Yeah, you know, a what? trap play for four. It was literally about arm strength now there's yes. no question you watch it terry bradshaw like he's he's 10 12 yards fading back off his yeah. back throwing at 30 yards to john Stallworth. like yeah like, that, it, but that was he, would, he would get in the huddle and say i think you can take him deep
2: all right cool let's run that like there that was the, it was not so, it was not as scientific as it is today that's
0: for damn sure but no, we'll evolution, talk, exists. evolution exists evolution exists we'll talk about today a guy spencer rattler Mm. These mechanics make Terry Bradshaw look like a third grader. Like, because he's been coached up his entire yeah. life.
2: Yeah. Entire life. I have, I have a funny feeling, John, that people did not tune in to hear <laughs> me and you talk about Roger Staubach <laughs> and Terry Bradshaw. I'm just going to – it's a prediction. I don't know if it's true or not. We're going to have to take a straw poll. <laughs> but I don't think they did. So let's get into the rookie class. And you know what? No better person to talk about this incoming rookie class and the running backs than Mr. John Lobb. And I'm going to ask you a a big question about these running backs. And I'm going to ask it right after this.
1: We took it all.
0: We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold, the rage of the earth. We made this curse, oh. carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become?
1: Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2.
0: Play it now with Game Pass.
2: All right, welcome back. And uh, we're going we're gonna to ask about this rookie class. John, for me, I've been kind of fading talking about uh, the rookie class. Okay, Uh, the the running backs, excuse me, and because they're kind of like, I don't know, man, they're they're kind of um, the forgotten, the forgotten guys. I also tend to think that, like, we've been so wrong with running back evaluation. And when I say we, I just mean the sort of general ADP, like uh, I've used the examples of like Jamar Jefferson and Kylan Hill and. Uh, Zach Evans, Sean Tucker, like it feel like every year there's guys that we put, oh, they're right at the top, man. They're going to be, you know, first round. Kyron Williams is another one, right? You know, these are guys that we put, you know, high in, in our rookie drafts when we mock and then we're mocked for drafting them high in our rookie drafts because they go undrafted or late. So, I tend to sort of hate, say, let's just hold off a little bit. Let's see what happens at the Combine. Let's see what happens here and there. But I do want to get into it because I haven't really yet. So I want to ask you, what do you think about this class in general? Just 30,000-foot view. What is your thoughts about this class, this running back class uh, 2024?
0: Not as bad as people think. Yep. There is no stud at the top. There right. is no Bijan, Jameer, Gibbs. So I I do believe this. The narrative usually centers at the top of the draft class. Yeah. Good or bad, right or wrong, people want to say, oh, look at this bright, shiny North Star. Yeah. And that's all they want to look at. And then they kind of say, well, you know what? Everyone else is pretty good underneath that. So it's a good draft class. Bingo. I think it's there's talent in here. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I, I, I meant, we alluded to it with Kyren Williams. What I'm really starting to think about, more than any other position, scheme fit and offensive line is so God darn important. I grew up in a generation yeah. where we idolized the running backs. Walter Payton, Eric Dickerson. It was yes. They were the quarterbacks when I was a kid. If it's you true. ask, they, they were it. They were the bomb. So even I am guilty when I started this 11 years ago writing. I mean, I've always watched, but until I said, I'm going to start writing my rankings. I wanted the running back class to be the bright shining star, even though we all love the quarterbacks. But there was something magical about that runner, that Walter Payton, right? That was totally with you. Magical. And it's the perfect position to glorify on NFL film. So not only do we love watching it, but then you have the magical – the, the shows that illustrate these runs that are just so spectacular, right? Right. But after 11 years doing this, I've got to really – everything is dependent on landing spot. Everything. Yeah. I don't care who you are. If you don't have five men who are blocking well in front of you, I don't care who you are. If you are getting hit two yards behind the line of scrimmage, Unless you're Barry Sanders, who I can't count because he's the ultimate outlier. There was no one like Barry Sanders. Like, no offensive line, people hitting him and bouncing off, running around. Like, no one was like him. I I, I, I base it on the film analysis. I put it into my model. Yeah. And then I have to see where they land. Yeah. There is talent in this group. And we both know here who's landing in San Diego. I'm telling you right now, it is not Austin Eckler next year in Jim Harbaugh's offense. It's not happening, folks. It's not happening. Harbaugh wants an alpha bell cow. He had Frank Gore in San Francisco, and he had studs at Michigan. He is not going with the guy who relies on his pass catching chops. That is not happening to a 28-year-old running back in Jim Harbaugh's offense, folks. Whoever lands in Jim Harbaugh's offense, guess what we are going to do? One Four hours after he is drafted, yeah, right at the top of the rankings.
2: Yeah, it was right like the in- Devon A-Chain. It was like the whoever landed in Miami last year, home run.
0: And, I mean, there was going to be an opportunity there. And I know you and I talked about A-Chain last year. I was not pre-draft. I was worried about the size. Bane. I love the film, but he's a little undersized. Once yep. he landed in Miami, he was my number 10 post-draft player overall. I loved right. it. I got so much eight chan it's ridiculous. Me too. Though, me too. I, I was in a 14-team dynasty league. I had the 13th pick, so that means I had a pretty good year. He was there in the second round. So what's that oh pick, God. number 14 and 27? Th- Let me join that Jordan, league. Let me get in that I league. Jordan Addison in the first round. God and bless I did, you. But like I'm like, I, I just was like, okay, and I, I and this was before Kyron Williams, but I said, yeah. I, I can't let the value pass here. No. He, he landed in the perfect spot. And yeah. I wasn't now, ironically, Raheem Mostert did better than I ever imagined. Like Absolutely. I did not expect him to score 21 touchdowns, but I was not afraid of Raheem Mostert. I'm still not. He's not right. doing 21 touchdowns next year. Just stop it, so- everyone. So we've got we've
2: got a class that exists yeah. with a lot of guys that are pretty exciting. We're going to get into them. I've been asking this particular question. I'm going to I'm going to ask it. Um it's fun. It's a fun question. Yeah. <laughs> if I told you 2 years from today there will be a running back from this class that's a top 5 dynasty running back overall. Like we're talking in the Gibbs Bijan group, right? Somehow, some way, two years from now, there's a running back that gets that kind of steam and is that good.
0: Who would you say that would be? So before I preference that or answer that, I'm going to preference, preference it, preface it with this. He's got to be young. He's got to have proven to me that he can play above his talent. Like when he's 19, he's playing against men and he's got to be able to catch passes. There's only one guy who could ascend in my book who is going to, I love, it's Jalen Wright of Tennessee. Young breakout. He's three years. He's coming into the NFL early. Let's see when I get, I think he's the class of 2021. Let me, yep, class of 2021. 5'11", 210. So he's at, and I know it sounds corny, but you know what? Size does matter. I love these when I put them in my model. And I like the film, but I was, I did not have him. Like, if you asked me last, so, I got to be honest, he wasn't on my Debbie radar. Like, it's right. because they had Jabari Small, who had scored like 14 touchdowns. They had a rotation committee. He's in a passing game offense. Anyone remember Hendon Hooker? Like, right? right. that's not the offense you're looking <clears throat> to find running backs, right? Then at the end of the year, I'm like, thousand yards rushing. That's interesting. They changed their scheme, part of his, because the quarterback was terrible at Tennessee, Joe Milton. We can talk about that later. He's terrible. Don't let anyone fool you, people. (laughs) And I'm looking at Jalen Wright, and then I put him in my model. I'm like, oh, two things really started to pop up that I was blown away by. 35 runs of 10-plus yards. Oh, that's impressive. Then he had two touchdowns over 70 yards. Oh, he's got some speed here. Then – yards after contact 4.35 he's like number one in the class so he's getting hit and he's still running the football right he's in a passing game offense and this is where context matters my friend josh heupel wants to throw the football down the receiver to his down the field to his receivers The first two years in in his college career, he played with Hendon Hooker and he played with those great Tennessee wide receivers. He still had 30 career receptions in three years. He didn't really play too much freshman year. So context is 30 receptions don't look so bad. They're really not as bad. You can't go by raw total sometimes. And then I watched the film. He's freaking, can I say
2: it? He's fucking good. As like, a matter of fact, John, there's there's people at home playing the swearing drinking game, uh, and you yeah. twice. You said poo poo and something else. <laughs> they, were, they were they were like, "Oh, you son of a bitch! Say it, boy! Say it!" So yeah, I they mean, were really upset that
0: you were like holding back. Yeah, and I went back in the mo- I went back to the film. I'm like, my model loves him. The film, I'm very impressed, and I he doesn't have the most wiggle. I'm not going to tell you. He's like. That this elusive wiggle guy. But man, you give him a lane, man, he's gone, dude. Like, I'm so mad he well, here's the here's the paradox. I'm so mad that he didn't go to the senior bowl and participate, but I'm so happy that the the secret isn't out yet, but it's starting to leak. Right. Well, he's a junior right. He's a junior.
2: He's a junior. Yeah, he He, can't go to the Senior Bowl, right? I mean, right, you know, no, 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 he was
0: invited, my friend. How? Because they changed the rules. Oh, really? Yeah, they changed the rules this year. So he, we, one of the reasons I got on him early is I liked him in the, when do I do my model? Around Christmas, because I'm a teacher, so I have a week off. So I start plugging in some early numbers, right? Putting them, some of the bowl games are over, So some of the guy's careers are over. So I start plugging him in and he popped. And then I saw Jalen Wright got a senior bowl invite. I'm like, what? What? And immediately the light bulb went off. Oh, he applied to that committee that gives you a grade, right? Yes. Yes. And what he got back said, you're a second round pick. Because I think if he's a day three pick, he doesn't enter the draft. Or he, you would he think stayed. he wouldn't, right? Yeah, you would think he wouldn't. I got to read between the lines. I'm an old man. I've been around this block a lot. He must yeah. have gotten a very mm-hmm. high grade. So I said, what am I doing wrong? And that's, I'm like, okay, he's really goddamn good. He's yeah. really, so around January 2nd or 3rd, I'm like, okay, he's my guy. And I, my partner at Rookie Big Board, Matt Hicks, I typed it in. I'm like, I know you're a Volunteers fan, Matt. I found my guy. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, it's Jalen Wright. It's like, really? I said, yeah, he's the guy I like most. Doesn't mean I have him number one. That's not what I'm right. saying. Right. What I'm saying is he's the guy I like most. Right. I'm not going to pay a first round number six pick for him because there's right. still risk. Right. But I love him. So, so, so. I I
2: like this take. I haven't dug too deep into Jalen Wright. I will certainly, I think I was really, you know, kind of waiting to watch the, the top running backs. I will, I will watch Jalen Wright. I have not, I have not watched his film yet, (laughs) Um, but what I see on the, on the, uh, you know, 30,000 foot view numbers is something interesting. You know, sometimes you'll see raw yards per carry and I'll give you an example. It's like Daryl Henderson and the, and the guys, you know, Antonio Gibson, all the Memphis guys. It's like, Somehow Memphis is just all the guys run. You know what I mean? They're running free. He's a scheme, brother. Like, yeah, exactly. Like I remember watching Daryl Henderson and being like, like before I started watching him, I was like, this is the RB one. Look at this guy. And then I put in the tape, it's like, dude, he's running down a freeway. It's a freeway. It's like, <laughs> There's no one. I'm on not in the defense. He's just all by himself, just chucking down the. I'm like, this is ridiculous. How do they even do this? You know. So you sort of learn, and then you start to look at things like you know. His yards per carry versus the team. Well, when you do that, Jalen Wright really dominates. I mean, Jabari Small, uh, Dylan Sampson, these guys are like at five yards and he's at 7.4. Yeah. They had very similar amounts of, of carries, yet, you know, Jalen was just well ahead of them. Um, ahead so, of them. yeah, yeah, there, there, there's something there. I, I can't wait to see what, what he, what he put, looks like. And yeah. He put Jabari
0: Small basically on the bench. Like right. he, and Jabari, I, I was interested in Jabari small. Like, I'm like, ah, oh, the numbers are all right. Let me see what Tennessee does. And basically Jalen right bottom <clears throat> beat him out. And he's, he's yeah. the guy he's, he's good, dude. I think he's going to go in the second, definitely in the third round.
2: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and that's my next question is like, I, I feel like, um, you know, when I look at the class, I kind of think, um, uh, to me, there. All right, I'll, I'll give it to you this way. There's like sure. ten backs that, like, yeah. I'm just sort of like, okay, I'm interested in these backs. At maybe I don't know, close to ten, you know. And I'll, I'll name them real quick. Just sort of the there's this sort of cream of the crop, and I think they're sort of tightly together. And draft capital is going to sort of suss them out. Like, like for me, my answer to the who's going to be top five is Jonathan Brooks. I really love Jonathan Brooks. So, like you talk about Trey Benson out of Florida State, Blake Corum, who I think is the—I've said he's the sort of the Kyron Williams of the class. I think he's just a a really good football player. I love Braylon Allen. Braylon Allen scares the hell out of me. Bucky Irving is good. Estime is like a battering ram you're Jalen Wright, Marshawn Lloyd impressed at the Senior Bowl. You know, this is sort of Will Shipley, what exactly is he? But these are sort of the top 10 backs by some sort of measure. Um, And I'm not so sure that they all end up being top 10, you know, after the combine, after the draft. There's going to be some shakeup there. But in sort of general, you look at them and go, okay, these are the guys. And I, I wonder which one of them. Like, Bucky Irving is one of those guys that I kind of think he's got some some upside, some appeal, potentially. Jonathan Brooks is another one. Um, Trey Benson, we've talked about a lot. Let's start with Trey Benson. Trey Benson, you know, I've had two people over the last, like Thor Nystrom and Ray Garvin sort of both echoed the sentiment that they're like, I would watch him and be left wanting more. I mean, we oh. titled the Ray, Ray Garvin show uh, Trey Benson Blue Balls or something like that. I mean, he literally left – left him flaccid and Thor was like, I just couldn't figure out what I didn't like when I was watching this Florida state team. What are your thoughts about Trey
0: Benson and how he translates to the next level? I'm very low on him. I have him number eight, in my pre-draft rankings. I don't get it. And I've looked, you know, we all like to sneak around, right? I think that's, that's part of the internet fun, right? There are websites that have Trey Benson. Number one, dude, I tried to like him. I had him on two CFF teams, like his third round picks. I watched a ton of Florida State, Keon Coleman, Jordan Travis, undefeated, right? And yeah. every time I'm like, when is Trey Benson going to be Trey Benson? Like, right. I, he, he is, ne- I have ne- now, this is the eyeball test, and the eyeball test can be deceiving, right? But never once did I watch a Florida State game and say, oh, Trey Benson's the best guy on the field. Like, there's no question in my mind he's the best. He's the engine of the offense. He's the offense. He's the guy I'm – I'm like, what? Am I blind? Like, literally, I'm I'm wondering, like, what am I doing? And I'm like – then I calm down. I've watched enough football. I can have a different opinion. I don't care. I'm not drafted. I – it could be the third round of a dynasty draft. I'm not touching Dre Benson. Mm. I'm sorry, strong. I mean, no. Well, look. Here's the thing: is not doing small, it. Look, right. Right
2: now, you're right. He's consensus, sort of at the top. So you don't oh have to worry God. about. You don't have to worry about making a decision on him now. The, the process might start to agree oh. with you, or it might not. Either way, you're probably never going to be faced with you, you personally. You never be faced with the the decision on Trey Benson, because there's going to be other guys that are ahead of him. And who knows that this could end up being a very, uh, you know, wise take. There's been a lot of guys, you know, he, you know, he's kind of, I mean, I hate to helmet scout here, but in this way, he kind of reminds me of Cam Akers because Cam Akers had a lot of like explosive, um, you know, plays. And you do see that on Trey Benson's film. You see some, you see some explosions, some, some sort of elite level traits but yeah. you don't see elite level consistency at all. You actually see the quite the opposite in terms of consistency and I think we had a little bit of that with Cam Akers. Of course the excuse back with Cam Akers and we still never really know whether this was right or wrong with Cam Akers because he was popping Achilles like uh, like some of y'all are popping, you know, you know what? But um it, it was because he played behind a terrible offensive line at Florida State and he had to quote unquote improvise in order to do anything. He had like the 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 he was he was contacted on average behind the line of scrimmage on on his runs when he was at Florida State, so we sort of excused cam aker's inadequacies away. Trey Benson really shouldn't have any excuse that team was dope for lack of a better term i mean you know they let me, they, they went undefeated
0: you know let me give you another thing that you just mentioned that was important. You were talking about the Memphis backs yeah, their coach was mike norvell he's the coach of Florida state hmm. He coaches running games. Mm. You know why I like Trey Benson and CFF? Because I figured Norvell's running game would finally start in his third season. It would get a kickstart because they were loaded. I mean, they went undefeated. So I was right. They went undefeated with a good defense and a great running game coach. And he never impressed me, my friend. He never impressed me. So I'm out. I'm out.
2: Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, he, he also has the sort of the opposite effect here. And, and this is probably something to, to pay attention to that his yards per carry didn't quite add up to some of the other backs on that team. Um, you know, uh, so that that's also a little bit of a red flag. There were a couple other backs who actually outperformed him on a per touch basis. I know that's yeah. not everything, but it's not like he was that explosive. He, he even, you know, as a, as a receiver out of the backfield um, you know, he was actually pretty good 11.4 yards per catch this past season, but you know, there were some other, uh, some other guys making some plays, uh, out of the backfield as well. So here's what
0: bothered me. He only had 23 runs over 10 plus yards. Here in you an go. Explosive running game where lanes are open. That's there bad. Is.
2: Yep. Some red flags surrounding Mr. Trey Benson. So let's get to my guy my guy that i want to elevate to my rb1 but i probably won't need to do that because he's injured is jonathan brooks i'm a big jonathan brooks fan i love the film i think you know you can excuse away his freshman and sophomore seasons by saying he was playing behind let me just check here B. John fucking robinson
0: uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> and roshan right? johnson who's in and the and roshan johnson that's
2: right so i mean you know, hey, hard to get on the field. You know, he did get on the field, actually. And and then in his, his final season, he was a workhorse. He was great. He played for a good team, was very steady, caught the ball well out of the backfield, and is a real slick runner. I mean, he, his balance and creativity as a runner in, in small spaces is really impressive. When he gets to the edge, he's able to sort of evade tackles with minimal sort of movement. Um, yeah, really, really impressive uh, runner. Obviously, he pairs the ACL late that, in the year and still is coming out as a junior, which means that that committee you're talking about was like, no, 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 dude, you're going to get fucking drafted.
0: Or he's betting on himself either way. I fucking love that. I love the tape of Jonathan Brooks. And I have him at number two. I'll give you some – no one knows this yet. It's coming out on Player Profiler. It should be out today or tomorrow, maybe by the time people are listening to this. There we I have Brooks at number two. I started the process in December. He was at number five, and he moved way up because I had him I, I bet he was cheap in College Fantasy Football League, so I had a ton of yeah. Jonathan Brooks. I also was scouting Xavier Worthy and, and Quinn Ewers throughout the season, and Texas was undefeated. He right. did have that, and that, that, that hurt so much late in the season. I think he had it like week 11 he had the ACL injury, and it yeah. was just so frustrating to see him go down like that. I, I will say one thing, and this this image lasted with me the whole time watching him on film. He's smooth, man. He's smooth. He just like there I feel like it's watching a 70s band, a disco no no, a funk band. Yeah. It's just yeah. really smooth with their music, right? You relax and you're happy, and you're like, when you listen to the cacophony of all the different musicians, you're like, that stuff is good. Good. I don't know yes. how they're putting together this sound. When I watch Jonathan Brooks, man, he's just so damn smooth. Like you said, yep. he he just evades tackles. Like it's like it's not even hard for him. Like Correct. he's just gonna make you miss and move forward. Like it's really, he's it's really, really cool. and then yeah. I went back to some high school rankings. And I think. People, he got a four-star, and I think people love explosion backs. And what I mean by that, you have to have explosion in one of two ways. You're either Devin Achain, Chain, where you just, wow, you get the lane and you go. Like, you're like, holy crap. Or you're explosive in the Derrick Henry way. Like, sure. holy crap, that guy is just running people over. Well, Jonathan Brooks is an entirely different analysis. You have to be comfortable looking at backs who excel in different ways. Yeah. And Jonathan Brooks can excel. Kind of like Sean McCoy. If you yeah. remember Sean McCoy coming out of Pittsburgh, not, he wasn't, but he was different. There was a different feel to him. Le'Veon Bell, that patience. The, I still have never seen anyone with Le'Veon Bell's patience and that was hard for people to analyze right he landed in the right team with Pittsburgh that knows to give their backs and let him be patient behind that line and he was amazing Jonathan you gotta have a coach who's really okay with that smooth like son are you working hard enough I'm fine coach Right, like you got, like yeah. coaches want the the sweat dripping, the huh, 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 right. And, and John, I'm good, coach. You want another yeah. carry, son? I'm good, coach. I'm ready. Like, Give me the ball, coach. Like, and yeah. not everyone's comfortable with that, but he's yeah. awesome, dude.
2: Yeah, I think the I think I, the, the ACL will allow me to have more Jonathan Brooks than I would have otherwise been able to attain, and I'm just fine with it. I will be looking. So it, it, for me I've been looking at the, the the sort of I'll just go on a slight tangent. Yeah. I'm looking at this class and I go okay, you got the three the three wide receivers, you know, Neighbors, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Adunze. You've got the 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 four quarterbacks if we want to call it now, but three or four whatever, three yeah. quarterbacks. You've got Brock Bowers and it's like okay, so that's like 7 8 Somewhere in the late first, I will be tempted. As long as he gets day two capital, maybe even early fourth round capital, Jonathan Brooks, that is, and a landing spot, unlike, you know, I mean, let's face it, like a band last year, this got like absolutely crushed fifth round behind Brees Hall. The Brees almost Hall, a like, what are you death do, sentence. Man? It was like, a death it. sentence.
0: But as death long as he doesn't get
2: something, <laughs> yeah, as long as he doesn't get something like that, I will be looking to push the button for Jonathan Brooks as soon as I can reasonably because i think you know as we we will talk a little bit about this wide receiver class there's a little bit of a, a a flat curve after after the big the the big three if you will and so yeah i mean unless there's something really staring you down what's wrong with taking a guy with gigantic upside you know in that second round of your rookie draft so jonathan brooks is someone that i'm very very tantalized by you know he had limited touches as a freshman and a a sophomore, you know, his first two seasons at Texas because of, again, Bijan and Roshan. But but listen to this. In all three of his seasons, he was above six yards a carry and above 11 yards per catch. All three seasons. Overall average in his career at Texas, 6.2 a carry, 12 yards a catch. Really, really good. And he had 25 receptions this past year. So proving it as a receiver, that's another thing, too. When I watch him, He's a slick receiver out there, man. He's got good hands. He go oh, up and get good. it. He can be targeted down the field. This is a multifaceted weapon at the next level, and I am just super excited. Ray Ray Garvin and I uh, fantasize that you know Derek Henry signs in Dallas for a one-year deal, and they draft him somewhere in the third round, and he's the sort of red-shirt guy who you know twenty twenty-five wheels up for Jonathan Brooks in Dallas.
0: All right. Look, if, if even if they didn't bring in Henry, what if what if they just take Jonathan Brooks and let him sit behind Tony Pollard or like whoever? That's, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah just yeah. saying like, you know, They have a Jay one
2: was, year plan,
0: and then they yeah. You know, yeah yeah. I mean, he's so here's the thing. So ACLs, I'm still old, so ACLs are hard for me to deal with. But maybe Brees Hall has shown me a lot because he came back even faster than I ever imagined. And I do, I've been trying to research like the technology. It seems like from what I understand, and I'm no doctor by any stretch, but the surgeries are getting better. The play, the recoveries are getting better. So I've got to open my mind. He's young. Yes. He's he's, young. That's the key. He's not 27 with this. He's 20 or 21. So he just turned 21. Yeah. Yeah. His body has tons of time to recover from this. And what if he takes – what if he's on the – what do they call in the NFL? The um, the eight weeks where you're not – you can't be active. There's a, there's a list, a pup list, right? Yeah. So then maybe they put him on the pup list. That's Perfect. fine. Let Perfect. him sit. That's okay. Yep. Let the knee get healthy then put him in, right,
2: late in the season. I hope he is on the pup list. Exactly. If you draft him, you want him on that pup list. You yes. don't want him thrown into action. No, so, yeah, no. absolutely.
0: He's you you know two?
2: you're eating you're eating year one almost with with Jonathan Brooks, which yes. for a lot of gamers is going to be really difficult for them to swallow. Which is why he's going to get pushed down into a lot of our laps. So I will ask you this: Yeah, you mentioned he's your RB two. Yeah, who's your
0: RB one? This I, this is. It took me a while. It is Blake Corm. Yeah, dude. If you're looking for a guy who will not I don't think he's going to uh, how do I want to say this right he will not fold in the NFL yeah he I won't don't fail. Know,
2: right
0: no yeah. I don't know if he's going to get 1500 yards I mean you might have to put him in a real good I don't think he'll do that but man I'm tell, I've said this many a times about him and I've said this about when I grade I grade inside out I want to go I want to run him back between the tackles and then I go outside. Blake Corn between the tackles in a phone booth is the best running back in this class. Yep. I, dude, That's his right. vision, his vision with offensive linemen, or, I mean, Michigan's offensive line is ridiculously big. He's 5'8, 200. We'll see what he measures. But he hides. And he finds every goddamn crease that there is, dude. Like, he is not an outside runner at 5'8, 200 pounds. And I'm, this is, he's as tough as nails, dude. I've seen, he's the Kyron Williams in a lot of ways. You know, he's just a pro, right? I mean, he gets lit. Yeah. Dude, he gets lit up, lit up. (laughs) And he keeps going. And I know, like, Analytics guys will say this is impossible. He's great at the goal line, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. There, you have, there is goal line runners. I've seen so many guys literally run up someone's ass at the goal line and get fucking knocked back.
2: Well, they panic, right? They panic panic. as opposed to having just the right amount of patience. That's
0: right. There, There is a skill. Yeah. There is. He's awesome at the goal line. Now, there are some holes in his game. I get it. Size. Yeah. But I think he's going to be 195 to 200. That's fine with me. I'm okay with that. He's not an elite pass catcher, but he's adequate. He's, he. but Michigan doesn't run 20 yards. Down. I don't know. I. It's not on film. That's not what Michigan runs. They don't put their running backs on, on out routes down the middle of the right. field or outside the hash mark. So I don't know. Is he you, you, adequate? You, in hey, receiving? look. John, you know where he's going, don't you?
2: I, I do mean, too. I think he's going to go to San Diego. Yeah, he's I, I love how you said San Diego too, because he's going I'm to sorry, fucking San Diego. Brother. That's all right, brother. I still I've been do it. The Chargers, hey, the Oakland Raiders.
0: Yeah, yeah, like oh my, he's <laughs> going to Los Angeles with the Chargers. Yeah, the LA I, Rams going somewhere. If he no, goes, but, in but, round, if he goes in the second round. St. Louis Rams, dude, he's going to be the number one back on every dynasty board.
2: Yeah, exactly. He- you know, I, yeah.
0: If he lasts in the third round, he still might be the number one back. Yeah, I if, he, if he goes to the charges, I agree. Yeah, it, it's, it's Harbaugh's going to ride him. And what does yeah. Harbaugh care? He'll ride him for two years and dump him. He doesn't yep. care. But nice. here's the thing. I'm telling you right now, I'm out on Herbert. Anyone who thinks Herbert's going to be good with Harbaugh, stop drinking the Kool-Aid, man. Harbaugh's going to run that ball. I'm yeah. telling you. He's not going to He's not gonna start fucking throwing the ball 30, 40, 50 times. That. He ain't. He's going to be physical. What were the 49ers? Physical. Yeah. That teams he brought to the Super Bowl was a running team with Frank Gore and Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. <laughs> Who was their number one guy? Michael Crabtree. He was a nice fantasy. He was a wide receiver, too. Guys. I'm going to be all out on it, Justin Herbert. And I'm telling you right now, if I'm in Dynasty, I'm trading him right now. See ya. What do you want? is not going to throw 40 times a game. He's just not. There you go. I've seen Harbaugh for 20 years.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you, this is not a bad take. I have no idea what I'm I'm thinking about this. Um, You know, I do projections every single year, and the, that, the Chargers will be a difficult projection um, They're because, you know, pass rate, um, yeah. Pace; those things are going to be tough to figure out because you're right. His history is a certain way. He also didn't have Herbert, right? You know what I mean. So there's a there's a bit of split. There's a splitting of the difference, I think. And I'm with you that it's not going to be the way that it was, but it also probably is well, almost certainly won't look like what the Kaepernick offense was either, right? So it's somewhere in between, and and I'm going to have to you know sort of split that difference, I think. But you I agree with you; it's not going to be it. a run and gun. You know who he brought in, right? Uh, no, who? Greg Roman. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yes. You know what Greg yeah.
0: Roman's going to do? He, well, Roman. he's not going to do. <laughs> he's not going to do what <laughs> Kellen Moore was doing. So I am not taking a quarterback on a Greg Roman team. Yeah, I'm. Just, I'm sorry. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, no, going it's, it's
2: not good. Harbaugh and Greg Roman is not a good answer for Justin Herbert. Volume. No. That's correct.
0: No, that's it's just, not. That's a fact. Yeah, he might be efficient. He yeah. might literally be. Here's the irony. We talk about winning stats. Yeah, Herbert he might, might turn into a winner. Yep. he might throw the ball 25 times a game, complete 20 passes for 230 yards and one or two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, that's not fantasy gold. I'm sorry. Yeah, and no. he, and he's going to run a little bit. He'll run. He had McCarthy run. He had Colin Kaepernick, Lamar Jack. Like, he'll get his 300 yards rushing and four or five yep. touchdowns, but he's yep. not going to, he's not throwing for 4,500 yards and 35 touchdowns. It's not happening.
2: Book it. <laughs> Blake Corum, RB one, I get that. It's 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 sort of a safe play. I think Jonathan Brooks poses way way higher upside, but also way 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 lower floor. I totally agree. It's definitely two different types of plays. And also, we'll see exactly how bad the Jonathan Brooks injury hurts his draft capital. We're going to see how draft capital affects all these guys. Who 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 uh who, who do you want to talk about next? Because I don't have a a guy that I definitely want to hear specifically, but I, I want someone that you think is maybe interesting. It can be your RB three or anybody else. I, I'm going to give you
0: my RB three and four and you tell okay. me what you think. Yes, sir. Bucky Irvin's my number three. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Here's why. Two stats really woke me up to, and I liked Irvin at Oregon because I was watching Bo Nix, Troy Franklin. Yeah. yeah. And and Devin a. Chan, a. Chan taught me a lot. He's uber efficient with his touches, dude. 92 career I was like, he had 92? Whoa, I was shocked. Here's what I liked. Yards after contact, Bucky Irvin's 3.9. That's really high. 31 carries over 10 plus yards. So we have uber explosive pass catching back at 190. Of course, I want him to be Jamar Gibbs. What was Jamar? 200? Came in that magical number. 199, yep. Of course, I would love Bucky to be 200. But you know what? 190 in space on a 5'10"? What if he's 5'9", 190? That's, and we just saw, here's the difference between him and, and I like Devin Singletary. I like him at Florida Atlantic. But there was one hole in Devin Singletary. He's not explosive.
2: Right. He's just not that.
0: Yeah. And he was very damn good. Yeah. Bucky Irvin is Devin Singletary with explosion. So he's yeah. not Devon A Chan, but he's much so if, if I put him on a spectrum, he's somewhere closer to A Chan than Devin Singletary. Yeah. But they're on the same spectrum. Yep. I made him number three. I think Love that's him.
2: wise. Yeah, I think that's wise. Devin Singletary was a was a dominant player from day one in 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 college. Of course, he played at a smaller school. We had to different. kind of we we kind of had to figure that one out. Um yeah. look, you know, Bucky Irving, you know, this was at Minnesota in, yes. his freshman year, played Good. pretty well. You know, seven hundred yards, yards um, right? six
0: hundred sixty or something.
2: 699 yeah he there was you, you know he had 772 total yards and then and he puts up 1357 and 1593 total yards <laughs> um you know right really yeah. really huge seasons at, at oregon and you know over a thousand yards rushing he did that thing 6.8 and 6.3 yards per carry i know it's a wide open offense there's probably you know some stuff there but he is explosive and yeah. and, and and he's proven to be a pass catcher you know 31 and 56 catches as you point out 95 receptions absolutely a signal that he's a he's a all-purpose athlete and an all-purpose running back at the next level size matters you know it does to some degree oh, yeah. you know but i think the size mattering is changing we've had a lot of conversation about that on this show i don't want to get too deep into it but ultimately with the use of multiple backs etc that 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 smaller back has a place in this game now to actually succeed and again, the game is changing. More passing routes, more you know, all the all all the things we already know. Um, it's no, it's no longer trap for four, right? That's no, basically it, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would have said seven ten years ago. Oh my Forgetting. god! But it's not the game's different. It's different. The game's different. So yeah. I think he's the. I I just watched too much film. There's too much explosion. I do think a coach is going to fall in love with him. There's going. Yeah, to I kind you of. Know,
2: I, I kind of have the same thing like Jonathan Brooks and Bucky Irving are like these sort of high, uh, high upside plays. And Blake yeah. Corum is that sort of, Hey man, he's just safe as, you know, he's a government U S government bond. Just put him in. He's not going to make you rich, but he's not going to make you poor either.
0: Yes. And if you're a coach, you're going to like that. You're going to like the 4.3 yeah. yards of carry. You're going to like the offic- the goal line, short yardage with Corum. You're going. Those coaches want if you want four yards, he's going to get you four and a half. I mean, they're okay with that. And Corm- is J, hey, is Jalen right? Your RB four? No, I'm not. Oh, because no, it's he Jalen could be. Allen. Okay, are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Tell me why. I'm, I'm, I'm super dubious. of This dude. I know. I, I, I'm higher on him, and I'm lower. He used to be number one. I put him down at number four. The film is very good. I'll say that there's something that I was listening to Terrell Davis in an interview, and they asked him, What's your number one asset in a running back? Guess what Terrell Davis said was a number one asset? Take Playing with get. John Elway. What? Playing with John Elway. <laughs> You're right about that. Get John Elway to be your quarterback. Yeah. Vision. Vision. I've seen too many running backs. Literally run straight into a hole, even when there's two linemen and a defender sitting them right in the face. They don't have vision. I think Blake Corbin's got incredible vision. Braylon Allen doesn't have the, the the one part he's missing in his game is explosion. He can run away from people, but he's not, I wouldn't, like, that's not the trait when I think of Braylon Allen. His vision's awesome, dude. He's very good. He's very good. He's 20 years old. He's played running back for three years. Three. Let me repeat. He's played. He was a linebacker in high school. Mm. He's played running back for three years. And what Josh Allen taught me, you have to project. Like you were projecting with Jonathan Brooks, and I agree with you. So when I study Braylon Allen, I say this. <clears throat> what do I think this man's going to be when he's 23? Dude. He's six two two forty. You get him at two thirty five. Just get him a little bit in the weight room, not too much. I don't want to lose too much. You get him in an NFL eating, and you get him with NFL coaches. Now he's going to be a little scheme dependent. Like yes. I, I'll admit that with him. I don't want him in. Um, I, I just I don't want him in the Dolphins' offense. Right? That right. doesn't fit what he does. I just think in the right system. Where they're going to give him 18 to 22 carries a game. Yeah. They're going to look at if he had Mike Vrabel as his coach. Yeah. Let's, yep. yep. let's just Harbaugh. Yeah. Harbaugh. Yep. Hey, what? I think, dude, Harbaugh <laughs> should take the tackle at number five. Yeah. He should. If he doesn't take that tackle, he's out of his mind. He, they yep. need offensive line help. He's 6'8, 330 pounds. Please take him. Yep. And then you put Braylon Allen and Greg Roman's system. He's better than Gus Edwards. He's better than, he's as big as Frank Gore.
2: He's
0: got good feet, not electric. There's a difference. He's got good feet, but he's not electric.
2: I think you're right about him being a little scheme dependent. I, 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 I didn't watch every game. I didn't watch all of his film. I watched a little. And what I did watch, I was like, I was waiting for like, some wow plays and I was like, wait, where, where is it? You know, he left me wanting a little bit more. Now I'm going to go back in and dig in because here's the thing. He walked onto Wisconsin as an 18 year old freshman and went uh 1268 rushing yards at 6.8. Right. So he walks into the big 10 and just dominates. <clears throat> He, yes. he did not do that this past year. He had under a thousand yards, only 5.4 yards of carry. Yeah. You know, only 4.7 yards of catch. I mean, you know, you'd like to see a guy that's that much, you know, of a, of a, of a specimen be able to break a few. I mean, we go back to Jonathan Taylor. I don't mean to compare him, but, you know, another Wisconsin oh. guy, Jonathan oh, Taylor, Taylor, everybody said, Oh, he can't catch. He was ripping. I mean, he scored a touchdown on every other catch. I mean, he had, he had like six touchdown catches on like 18, uh, catches it, it one year. It was like, just because he was just so much better. You know, we didn't see that type of stuff. So I think he is a little bit of a two-down grinder, which scares me, you know, maybe again, NFL, maybe he's a better NFL player than a fantasy player. I'm a little bit dubious uh, of Braylon Allen. And, you know, there, there is some bust potential here. I'll just say that much. Oh, there's,
0: there's a wide there's a wide range of outcomes. I, I'm, not, I'm not blind. So I will say, I tend to, this is funny. I grade on ceiling and, it, yeah. and it's a hurt me yeah. at times, I, but I'll let me put a little context on. I'll put it this way. I'd rather have Trey
2: Benson than Braylon Allen. Me personally. Oh my just gosh. because. It,
0: oh, that pop, What are you boom. drinking? What are you drinking? Give me, please, please give me some of that. Love so, it. Just get in started. 100 years. But let me say this for context. They brought in a new coach, and they brought in, more importantly, a new offensive coordinator. What they wanted to do at Wisconsin, they needed to upgrade the offense this year. Anyone knows Wisconsin's been playing that Neanderthal running game since the 1970s. They brought in a guy who's known as the passing coordinator, and he's the one who had Sam Howell and Drake May at UNC. Sam Howell is not athletic. (laughs) No. So they bring in this coordinator, Longo, who's an old school, I think he's 60, who's been around the college game forever, and he knows how to coordinate a passing game. So they bring him into Wisconsin. Well, now you've got a problem with NIL. Mm. If you're Braylon Allen and you see this wonder guy with right. the throwing game, what are you saying to yourself? I need the what? Get, out, Get of the here. out of here. Yeah. What the, I think they told him behind closed doors, young man, we're still going to get you the ball. Less carries, you might not be as efficient because what we're going to do is scheme different. But you're going to catch. He caught a career. Didn't he have 24 catches this like year? That. Yeah, it from was no, his career from high. No
2: yards. No yards. Yeah, he, yeah. but he, dude, he caught 28 catches for 132 yards. But dude, they were Woof. throwing.
0: But, but but they're throwing the ball two yards behind the field. I,
2: I know. I'm just saying. So, the, there's one big play out of 28 could have changed. I not, mean, I, you know,
0: it's like – Not good. I'm going to go watch it. I'm going to go watch it no, because no, I haven't watched good. it all. You know, I, not good. So I'm going that, – and that's why I have them down at four. Yep. But here's what I, what I liked about them. Watch them freshman and sophomore year when they're yeah. just pounding them between the tackles. Yeah. When – I'll tell you this, Chuck, North, Noel, North, South player. Yep. North yep. South player, dude. Just let him hit people. Yep. Just let him hit people. Now yep. there is a lack of ceiling. Cause I don't know if he's ever going to catch 40 balls in the NFL. Right. Yeah. But you can make up for it with touchdown equity. I yep. think he's a double digit touchdown guy. If that, if they make him their guy at the goal line, Like, if he's the guy the coaching staff says, we're in the red zone, put Braylon in the game. I guess what I'm asking, John,
2: are you sure that he isn't just not as good as Ray Davis? Like, I mean. Oh, interesting. I have Ray Davis number nine. Like,
0: you know, I'm not saying
2: like Ray Davis is great. I'm just saying like, you know, when I I start to look at the tier, I'm like, well, maybe just, I, I just don't. You know, at least with Quorum, with it's like, dude, pro. He's just oh, a yeah, pro, there's- I'm sure. You know, it's like I don't I'm not getting too excited, but I I, I can pick a few holes in his game, but really he's just a, a really solid player. Jonathan Brooks, it's like, dude, you saw it. It's just yeah, there really. on display. You know, Bucky Irving, you know. He, Matt, superpower catch the football, break it out in space. I mean, you know, he he can be played a lot like Jameer Gibbs, right? He can be played in that role. He doesn't even have to be the lead back as long as he's in a up-tempo offense with a little bit of a passing game. You know, Braylon Allen, you go. Wait, what is he going to do? Like, you know, wow. it, okay, so he's going to be a between the tackles. What if he's just not that explosive? You know, he doesn't he doesn't look like Derrick Henry when he, when you watch the film. Oh, he's it's not Derrick Henry. He's not. So it's like, okay, well, he's not that type of like dominant force. So am I, we talk at AJ Dillon, you know, AJ Dillon actually was pretty athletic. I, you know, he didn't catch the football either, but it's like, what are we getting? And then I look at guys like, what
0: about Marshawn Lloyd? Where, where do you have him? So I have him at number five, right below Braylon Allen. There you go. And, I think I'd like, I like Marshawn
2: Lloyd more than, than,
0: than and I think Allen. most of the community will like Marshawn Lloyd more than, than I do. And I think most people will say, I'll take Lloyd over Allen. So I'll say this, though. It's about projection. What's he going to be at 23? What is Braylon? And I think Braylon Allen, with that vision, with those feet, at 23. Marshawn Lloyd has spectacular, but he also disappeared so much in games at USC and South Carolina. I do like him. I moved Marshawn Lloyd after I liked him at the senior bowl. He was impressive. What I saw, I moved him up to number five. He's a little older. He's a year older than Braylon Allen. He came out in 2020 and he had that injury. It was the second day of training camp and he hurt himself freshman year, but he seems to be recovered from that. I will say, I think Marshawn Lloyd's ceilings higher, but I think Braylon Allen is really safe. Now, I like the A.J. Dillon. I think that's an interesting comp for Braylon Allen. Yeah. I think Braylon Allen's better than A.J. Dillon, and I love A.J. coming out of Boston College, so I do think he's better. Yeah. And I wonder, A.J. Dillon ended up behind Aaron Jones, and you know what the problem is? Aaron Jones is fucking great. Yeah. How they have never really said... Like, and I don't think he deserves it now, but he's never really become the guy where they say, we're going to give you 250 carries. You can't with Aaron Jones. He's too good. He's too good. And what does that do to A.J. Dillon's confidence? There's other factors. They have receivers. They got a good quarterback. There's so many factors, right? Yeah. I do think Braylon is better. Now, I like Marshawn Lloyd, but... I'm worried. He's never shown me, and, and this is where, like, maybe Agreed. NFL guys are different. He's only had 128 touches each of the last I two seasons. Yeah, I, I this can't. is when you
2: start to look at these guys. They all have something. No, where, they like, all well, have holes. They all know, have like, holes. I don't like that. I, I don't like, like that. I don't like that. You know, each guy. Let me ask yeah. you this question, and you may know my answer. So, if you want to give my answer and make my my my. Uh, no. My fan base or the listeners all get excited, but who's your deep sleeper? Do you have a a running back prospect that you feel like, you know, is a little bit deeper down the board that you're like, let's keep an eye on this guy because I think he might be something. Uh, If you say my guy, of course, you know, the crowd's going to go
0: wild. Well, I think there's two players I'm going to get a lot in the fourth and fifth round of Dynasty drafts right now. Maybe down the road. It all changes. I know. It's going to be Kendall Milton, Dewan Edwards out of Georgia. We talked about this pre pre show pre draft yep. show off the year, and I I watched a ton of Georgia football, and I was like, you know, these backs they're rotating, they're they got Carson back, they're throwing the ball with with Brock Bowers, and they're they up got forty, left. yeah, and I'm I'm like they're okay. Then I plugged them in my model, I was like. Did this really happen? I never saw this. This is why I love the model, right? Because your yes. eyeballs can be deceiving based on scheme, based on usage, score of the game. Kendall Milton, 6'1", He's that big? That's what I said, my friend. That big. Yards after contact. I was like, you're kidding me. 4.12 in the SEC? Ooh, I didn't know that. <laughs> then I said 6.2 yards per carry? Oh, where did that come from? 10 plus yard runs 27 on very limited carries. My friend, what is his touch? How many how many carries did Milton have in that committee backfield for Georgia last year? 121. He had 27 runs over 10 yards. That's right. one out of That's one out of 5 carries over 10. Oh my god, yum yum. I mean, yeah. that's – so I can't look at counting stats with him. He's never been the lead ball carry. Then I go DeWan Edwards. I was like, wait, where did he get 37 receptions? How yeah. many – how many carries did Dewan Edwards have, my friend? 165. 27 carries over t- – or 27 runs over 10 yards. Oh. Oh, he's 5'9", 202. And you don't scout the universe, which I agree. But here's the reality: coaches, good do. players go to Georgia. Yep, they go to Georgia. Yep. You know what? I and they probably I, get drafted. Right now, you know. Yep. I haven't had one dynasty draft, and I've done them up to three rounds. So I haven't done yep. the five or six round thing yet. Sure. No one's taking Milton or Dewan Edwards in any of the drafts.
2: So true. I'm telling you right they're now, if they the, the fourth,
0: fifth round, I'm taking them. Yes, because. Coaches are going to like them. They're going to like yep. Georgia backs. I'm sorry. Just And they played in the SEC. Yep. These per-efficiency, explosive numbers, they matter in the SEC. I'm yep. sorry. And yep. then context. You could yep. say, well, they're class of 2020 out of high school. Yep. They don't get on the field at Georgia right away. It's hard. That's why these I guys agree. play four yeah. years at Georgia and Alabama. Josh Jacobs, them- four years. Yep. They don't get on the field, brother. Yep. So I can't look at that. They're not going to have early breakout. Eight. They're not going to get 1,200 yards. There's no Herschel Walker anymore who's right. going to walk into Georgia and get 250 carries as a freshman. Yeah. So you know what? They've got five, like five
2: star running backs. Right, exactly. Right, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, and there's yeah. It, and that's why they're going to fall to the fourth or fifth round. In the NFL draft, I think I have day three grades. But they're going take. to get and They're going to get opportunity somewhere. They are. Yeah. They're going to get opportunity.
2: Yeah, this is a great take because they might just be good, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's they like, just might
0: be good. They just
2: might be good, and 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 analytically, they sort of fall behind a little bit. And I'm actually a little bit surprised because a lot of times the the big school, you know, backs kind of get oversteamed. It's like the Riley Ridley effect. Remember him? You know, was oh like, my god. A, route savant i was like dude he is not an nfl player he's not an nfl guy yeah because he had the helmet and everything everybody you know elevates these guys and it didn't happen with these two yet i think you're smart to sort of highlight them and make sure that we don't forget them based off of raw counting stats i think if you you know i know you can't do this but if you put those two guys together they'd have been a monster this year you know what i mean they're they're not one guy they are two guys you know but yeah you're right i mean you know yeah, no, it's a it's a good take. I like it, and and it could very well be that these guys are are at least good enough to be, especially mentioned with Marshawn Lloyd or something like that. You know, uh, who's no
0: stud himself. You know, yeah, and like I'm looking at the guys they are around in my model, right? Yeah, Cody Schrader, who I like, yeah. Jawar Jordan, Louisville, I like Dylan Lowby out of New Hampshire. I Anybody's mean, a 23 year old back out of New Hampshire, and I'm a New Englander, but like let's see. A- be- don't
2: don't don't poo poo (laughs) your son he's a good dude
0: yeah yeah but let's be serious right like what are we really talking about and i like him and i want him to play well and he's a great pass catcher but am i going i just think the georgia backs are getting overlooked yeah and maybe you know what you just said it. maybe they were both really good and the coaching staff wanted to keep them around and they split the carries and touches that's it's it's possible yeah it's very possible I like them.
2: That's a good take. I like it a lot. Um, You know, we'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, uh, Did you scout my guy? Um, You know, I should say our guy because Thor came on here and echoed my sentiments about Kimani Vidal. Um, Oh, so
1: interesting.
0: I love the film. There might not be a more exciting back in college football, dude. Yes. and, and, And if you watch the Troy Trojans, they had, like, the best defense of the last two years at the G5 program. Like, literally, it was them or Tulane over the last – and Tulane wasn't as good this year as they were the year before. Um, But their defense, Troy, they got after people. Like, they hit the quarterback. And what do you do when you have a dominant defense? Run the football. You run the football. Oh, my God. Kamani Vidal, his yards after contact, popping people, hitting people – Pass, catch, he was literally, their offense, 92 career receptions, over 4,000 rushing yards, 4,700 yards from scrimmage. Great grade by PFF. I was shocked they gave him a 92.7. But I'm wary of a G5 guy. Yes. Who's a little bit older. 5'8", 215. I'm not, so here's where my number is weird. I I've, I've thought about this number a lot. I, I, I don't get enough sleep thinking over this data. He had 47 runs over 10 plus yards. But then I looked at the schedule. Yeah. He might not have been playing a linebacker who's going to be in the NFL next year. Probably not. I agree. <laughs> right? With so and then so to me, I need to see the um three cone drill. I need to see the shuttle. I need to see how or lack of explosive he actually is. Yeah. We I'm, talked about, John,
2: hey, we talked about this. Thor and I talked about this last week. I, I yeah. said he's going to run like a 4.65 in the forty. He's not going to be fast. Okay, No, he's not,
0: but, but, but five but, but maybe?
2: We, but we said <laughs> that he might be one of the fastest ones uh, in the first 10-yard split because he's so explosive. Matters. Right. He's so explosive. And and yes. if he's that explosive, he might also be, you know, with the jumps. You know, he might be explosive, but not fast. Yeah. And you're right. If he's explosive and not fast, that's OK. He brought up a comp that I really liked. And he he, he said he reminds him a lot of Jalen Warren from last, you know, from last year. Oh, interesting. Um, you know, another sh- shorter, stockier guy who was yeah, yeah. unheralded from a smaller school who, you know, just wows on tape. <sighs> and it starts to make a little bit of sense. Uh he was a pass catcher. He was highly rated at, like you said from a Look, you put on the film, you watch him play and you're like that's a good running back. Like Yeah, isn't I he don't from know what Georgia else?
0: too? Right? He's from Georgia. Hmm. I think so. I think he's a I Georgia I think he's a Georgia recruit but you look I have 30. What do I have? 33 running backs. so I But yeah, he he was a higher rated prospect than you thought, but he went to Troy, which is, yeah. you know, you're like wow, interesting, and he stayed there,
2: yeah. So that's interesting too. He's got great film, man. You know, you watch him, oh, you're like, so when it, when it comes to like like you even talked about the Dylan Lob or whatever, all these like these yeah. guys, I, I I so far again, it's going to depend upon some of the draft capital landings, but all that shit, of course. But yeah, yeah. from my money, if we're drafting right now, I'm taking him ahead of that group, you know. So you know, I want Kamani Vidal after the. Sort of the cream of the crop guys from big schools, but before all the other smaller school guys that you know we have questions about because we don't know who they are. I think that's where Kamani Vidal fits in. You know, you kind of wonder what an NFL team will sort of see him as, and that's my biggest concern. Of course, you know these sleeper backs. It's not like it's really hard. I mean, it's really really hard to to get on the field. (laughs) In other words, at the NFL level,
0: my fear is my fear. What if he's an undrafted free agent? Which Very is possible. almost a death no, not, It's not yep. guaranteed. Pretty much, yep. pretty much, yep. Pretty much, it's hard to be Austin Eckler. That's that's the one in yep. you know a thousand. Like that's not normal. Yep. Um, yep. So I need. I hope he's a fifth round pick yep. or a six. You know, maybe they just take the flyer in the sixth round.
2: Yep, that's really what he needs in some of that five six draft capital. It's funny yes. because like you know um, we, we we liked uh, Jordan Mason a uh, couple years oh, yeah. ago. it was two years ago you know yeah, georgia tech did georgia tech. you know and i liked him i was like man you know i heard felix talking about him i went and watched the film i was like the kid does kind of run violent he's a he's a good little runner you know yeah and so he goes undrafted and then like made the team and i was like victory i was right you know it is like you know in other words him making the team was proof that we were right about him, even though he has very little, you know, fantasy. You know, so sometimes when you're looking deep, yeah, man, you know, an undrafted guy who makes the team and scores touchdowns on the San Francisco 49ers, hey man, told you he was good. Like it's a victory. It's a victory, you know. And so you know sometimes when you're digging deep, you're just really trying to find and and you know, Jalen Warren happens, but you just want to be with the you know the right running backs. But a lot of time with the running backs it can be almost just circumstantial, you know. If, if 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 Christian McCaffrey would have broken his leg in the Super Bowl, and uh, you know Elijah Mitchell would have sprained his ankle, Jordan Mason would have played. But yeah. that's the only way he gets on the field. And that the, the third running back on every team is basically the same thing—they're not getting on the field. So, yeah. But at the wide receiver position, Woo! targets are earned. Let's targets go. are earned, baby. And we're going to go, go to the wide receiver position right now, right now, baby. And I have been saying, listen, John, I said on Twitter that it's possible that maybe Malik Neighbors me- might be. It's possible that he's the best wide receiver in this class. And pitchforks and everybody was like, what are you, crazy? You can't say that with a straight face. I got mocked and ridiculed, to use a Felix Sharp statement. Mocked and ridiculed for that take. And I didn't even say he was the best. I just said he might be. Mr. John Lobb, who is the wide receiver one in this class, my friend? Well,
0: you can come after me with pitchforks. It's Malik Neighbors. Doesn't matter. I've had him at number one since December 1st. And by about mid-October, I started to contemplate it. I started to say to myself, is Neighbors better than Harrison? Am I just crazy? And I have them in, I have three Devi leagues. I, I try to limit, like I'm not the one of those guys. I just, with the family and full-time job, I'm like, okay, I'm going right. to try to limit what I do. I yeah. have neighbors in all three Devi leagues. I won the Kings Classic from Canton, Ohio, draft the neighbors in the third round. I was all in and people told me I was on drugs. And I literally said, I guess you've never watched tape before. Cause you need to watch the tape of the year before, because this is after his first season of a thousand yards. And no one liked neighbors. I mean, like, it was like like people were like, what are you talking about? I was getting neighbors in Debbie drafts at 110. I had I took him in the second round of a draft because no one wanted him. I'm sitting there, I'm like, do I want three shears of fuck it. Taking them. I can't let neighbors fall. And I, I literally had people like laughing, like "There's no way, neighbors." I'm like, "I watched the film, whatever. I don't care. I did. I love them." And they got hooked up on his four star. I guess so many people worry about. I don't give a crap what they did in high school. What right. do you do on the college field? What <laughs> right. do you do on the college field? I don't like. Yes, it's nice. Maybe we know. should. Maybe we
2: should reevaluate whether Justin Jefferson is any good because he was a three star. So let's. Yeah, I'm, I'm knocking
0: stop. him down. People Forget about become it. so wed. Yeah. They're their locked in high school tape. Come on. Yeah. Stop it. So, anyways, by mid-October, I'm like, watching Jaden Daniels. I'm watching this LSU. Their defense was shit. They're giving up 40 points a game. The offense is scoring 45. And I just keep seeing – all I keep seeing is Malik Neighbors wide open 30 yards down the field. That's all I see. And Brian – I'm like, God, is he that – Like, he even – I loved him, and he was better than what I thought. Like, I – I dare any of your listeners to find anyone on record who loved Malik Neighbors more than me. That does not happen from last summer. Go find him. I had people laughing. I saw Debbie Rankings with him outside the top 15. I had him at number six, and I wanted to put him higher, but I just – I was like, ah, you get him at six. Yeah. So – and then I said, you know what? I'm gonna put him number one. I don't give a shit. And then I put in my model in, like I said, right around the holidays, I have the week off. Like that's it. I'm done. I and if you don't believe me, I went on Sirius XM with Bob Harris. I went on Sirius XM with Dan Claskins and them. And I both times said Malik Neighbors is my number one guy. And they're like, hot take. I'm like, I don't think it's is a it? hot take, but people hot, maybe hot do. Take. Watch the film. Put your eyes
2: into your sockets and then watch him play football, and then you might
0: see that he's awesome. So I put him in my model, and he basically beats Marvin Harrison in every stat. He does. He does. And then, I'm sorry, there's two things that I think he's more versatile than Harrison. Harrison's a classic X. He is. My friend. You can put Malik Neighbors in the slot. You can put Malik Neighbors at the Y. You can put Malik Neighbors at the X. You can put him in motion. God damn it, you can put him in the backfield if you want. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure, bro. Then, 20 yards down the field, I think Malik Neighbors is better. He gets more separation deep down the field. Marvin Harrison is great. And I'm not saying he's not great. That's right. But what you're doing is tape lock. And group, you're locked on it. You can't admit to yourself, because I said, because you made the statement last year, Marvin Harrison's a generational, better than everyone. You can't say to yourself that a four-star, which ironically Harrison was only a four-star, and that's another story for another day. But you can't admit to yourself what you thought a year ago, that someone surpassed him in your rankings. But that happens, people.
2: No, John. The rankings never change. They stay the same forever.
0: It's (laughs) you didn't you didn't know that? And I like Harris. Don't get me wrong. I think they're both thing. They're both top five picks. They are. They're awesome. If you take out the quarterbacks, are the top two players in the draft? Yeah, for sure. They're dope. Marvin Harrison's dope. They're dope, dude. But if you ask me, and here's what will happen, and this is why Harrison will go first an organization will not accept that they could be wrong, that neighbors is yeah. better than Harrison. That's right. So you're the fourth. Who's got the fourth pick? Um, the Redskins or the, come the Redskins. The commanders got three. Careful who's now. who got the fourth pick? Yeah. Uh,
2: Patriots are three. And then. Um, oh, Patriots are three. Uh, uh, oh my God. Gonna do this to me, John. Oh, oh uh, my
0: uh, Arizona, Arizona. Arizona. They will not admit that there's a chance that Malik neighbors is better because they, they will, they will it's not risky, too risky. Yeah. Too risky. Yeah. They're yeah. going to get destroyed in the press.
2: Yeah. If if they're wrong, they're wrong, right? That's, if, they're, if they're wrong with Marvin Harrison, they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. He just, they failed. weren't wrong. They didn't, they didn't, fa- they were right. Yes, that's right. That's right. And that's actually what happens in our rookie drafts, too, right now. Like, yeah. you know, so, so John, I, I basically was like, you know, these guys are good. Obviously, I don't watch college football that much. I, so then I go watch the tape and I, I was like, you know, I watch Marvin Harrison. And you're like, dude, this guy is sick. Like, he's you know, sick. he's sick along the sidelines, like just making every Everything. catch. Like, he's DeAndre Hopkins plus AJ Green out there. You're like, yeah. dude, this guy is so good. And I was like, well, obviously, I'm not going to see that type of, you know, player from neighbors. I'm excited to watch him. Yeah, it, 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 it was like a religious experience watching neighbors. Like, God, he's unbelievable because he does things that is really primed for today's game. Yes. You know, run after catch downfield. Deep ball, screen game. You know, the other thing, I, I said it again, and you watched in some of the highlights, he comes back to the ball in a way that is so effective, you know, for quarterbacks because it takes the interception away from the defense and it gives him a running start to sort of get, um, you know, yards after catch, which he was maybe the best in the class at. Like he is so good at breaking and evading tackles after the catch. And then, of course, if he
0: has an angle, he's gone. Forget about it. He, he obliterates gone. people one on one deep down the field. Yep, like he—I he, mean—he literally made SEC defensive backs look yes. silly twenty yep. yards down the field, stuck in cement, bro. The, I mean yep. that you and you can't find that with Harrison. No, no.
2: Now I you agree. do see I some say- deep ball success and breaks away, but yes. you
0: don't see him you know, zigzagging and no, you don't see it. I, and at least, I you know, I'll give Harrison his props. You said, I think he's better on the boundary for sure, dude. He may like, be the best I've seen. in I, I don't know, like I,
2: I, I, many, Green. many years uh, out Maybe there AJ just,
0: Green was really good when he was young. Deandre Hopkins, right? Like really yeah. good on the boundary. Yes. But I think when you take the totality of their games, yeah. Leak neighbors is better yeah I, he can win in more ways he can win him dude man i just hope please please end up with a creative offense like you yeah. cannot put malik neighbors at the x and just say beat someone one-on-one all day if yeah, you I mean, do that you will be okay you're full yes no oh he'll be all
2: right yes, he'll, no. No, he'll be all you got to right. deploy him somewhere yes. in between cd lamb and justin
0: jefferson you know where it's yes. like Run him all yeah. over. Like, yeah. I love this guy. Like, yeah. I want him. I hope he falls the fifth or sixth pick. I want him more than anything. Like, yeah. I think he's special.
2: I'll yeah, tell you, you know too. what, I,
0: I had a dream. He went to the Bengals. Oh, they <laughs> let T. Higgins go, and they got Malik Neighbors. Dude, you put him in Jamar Chase wow. and Joe Burrow, forget it. Holy Forget smokes.
2: It. Holy yeah. smokes. Like, I, I'm excited to see where he lands, but I think he's sort of uh, I know. landing spot proof. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is somewhat landing spot proof. But because he's going to be parked at X, that there are, there are a few spots where I'm like, if he doesn't have a quarterback who can effectively deliver the ball. the ball, right? You know, yes. then you start to go, hey, wait a minute now. What are we doing here? You know, you know whereas my neighbors, is, of,
0: yeah, he you know, won't last to him. Derek Carr wouldn't have the hoods, but to throw the ball to him. No, New England
2: is a, is a problem too.
0: But. Oh my God! Please don't! I, every time I'm like, Oh my God! Don't let these two young men end up in New England. Oh my God! I uh, know. Oh, I'm going to be so mad, dude. I mean,
2: I'm a Patriots fan too. Where's Tom Brady? We need. No. We would need this guy back.
0: We need this guy back, this guy back.
2: Dude, Come back What Tom. a
0: what a death knell. For their fantasy value if they end up in New (laughs) England. Marvin Harrison
2: Jr. in New England, you just be like, oh, my God. This is so bad. No quarterback,
0: defensive coach, cold weather. Like, you're just like, oh, my God, dude. This is Lord, take me
2: now. So, here's the
0: question now. Do you have Roma Dunze as your wide receiver three? Yes or no? I do now. I I had another guy flip-flopped him within the last two weeks. Okay. I watched more Dunze tape. And dude, he, so, but again, a classic X. But yes. here's what I I said this to my teammate Matt Hicks on the rookie big board. And I said, he is, in my opinion, he's the Marius Thomas and Cortland Sutton. Okay. He is yeah. he is so good on the screens, dude. There's yeah. a punt return. Where no man 215 pounds and 6'3 should return a punt like that. Yeah, it yeah. should not happen. Then you watch some of the film and they're throwing a Doones quick. Remember that Peyton Manning to Demarius Thomas and they get yeah. the guard out over, there? Over and the yeah,
2: yeah.
0: And he would just make the first man. Like there is there is some Demarius. And I honestly, this might be hearsay. I think he's a better pass catcher than Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas coming out of Georgia Tech was not a great pat. I think he grew into it. Totally. And Peyton made him better, right? Like, Peyton demands better. I think Odunze is better than that. And he's way, and I just love him, dude. He's a top 10 pick. I think in a normal year, he's a number one or two, but he's literally coming up with two players who are unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable.
2: By the way, there was a, there was a, uh, there was a notable uh, NFL draft analyst yeah. who put Malik neighbors it's like you know six point seven eight rating and six point seven seven for Malik neighbors over Marvin Harris just that little point zero one ahead of him so you maybe know, we're not we're not so crazy all no we
0: look at, I, I'm willing to get let, let 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 them come with the pitchforks. Like yeah. I, I, I'm going to go on my stance here. Maybe it turns out hot take. Maybe it's wrong. But my analysis, my model, my film study, he's better. I, yeah, the, I'm the model we're using, the
2: anatomy that, that 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 I do every year. I've got some, you know, some help this year, which is a lot of fun, by the way, working with some some really smart guys. Yeah. Um, but they 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 it, it's it's really impressive. So. Romadunze, I like, to. I think he's a bit of a – he's a little scary to me because he's a little outside exy Yeah, he's uh, which, ex- you know, I, I you know, sometimes it's like I'm watching some of the, the – the, 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 whether it be a, a game uh, or just highlight film. Either way, whenever you watch, it's like a lot of throws to the boundary, and somehow or another, every one of them is complete. <laughs> it's like unbelievable. Well,
0: it's like, I'll wow, good this. throw, good catch, wow. But he's covered a lot. Was it for Marvin Harrison – I would say Romeo Dunze is the best boundary receiver in this class. Yes. And I'll tell you this, what he's the best at in my book. Ball tracking deep. He's the best ball yes. tracker, I think. And he's the I best. Agree. He's the best back shoulder catcher in the class.
2: Yeah, you see I it do,
0: all. Well, this is going, aside from this, Marvin Harrison. This, but, this yeah. name's coming out. I think Aaron Rodgers and the Jets would – lose their mind with Adunze on that team because yeah. Aaron Rodgers loved those back-shoulder throws. Yeah, he and, doesn't
2: mind throwing to covered players. And Adunze a lot of times looks covered. That's the thing. Like Malik Malik neighbors is open. You're like, oh, my God, he's wide open. <laughs> like, holy shit, he's wide open. But, like, Adunze is co- covered, but he's open, you know?
0: Yeah, I, he's the kind – I'll say that it's the old school – whoops, I'm sorry, my dog just came home. I apologize, That's, everyone. God bless him. Um, I, I, I will say this. He's always open. That's like the old school <laughs> right, like yes. like oh dunes open. If he's one on one, I don't care who like he's open. Maybe against yeah, Sauce Gardner, but you know yeah, like yeah. right, 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 yeah. He's open. Throw yeah. him the ball. Like that's yes. just I just I think he's gonna be a top ten pick. I do.
2: So okay. We're 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 in there. I I agree. Okay. Here's, here's, here's a, a question I've been asking. So you, you look at the outside X, we talked about Odunze and we talked about Marvin Harrison, you know, every year, you know, there's a lot of these outside X's and it's a lot of times they miss, you know, whether it's Oh yeah, Quentin Johnston, Traylon Burks, Terrace Marshall, like if they're not elite, you know, like we see with Marvin Harrison jr. You know, and then a lot of times they miss. I mean, we've seen some hits, you know, obviously T. Higgins, Drake London, Michael Pittman, right? So you kind yeah. of look at it and go, okay, even though they're drafted highly, even though they're highly sought after, some of these guys just straight miss. You know, look, uh, Nikhil Harry, add him to the list, right? There's a lot of these misses. And they're not like, you know, yeah, they're just not that. They're, it's not like so Elijah Moore where they're still good. They're like, these guys are like fucking terrible. Out of the you league. Know? Like right. literally out of the league really really bad and so i would ask you know how do we because i don't know this is not a rhetorical this is like how do we decipher between these types of prospects and uh what do you think we have in the group of like keon coleman ad mitchell and brian
0: thomas great question and i I, i've been I've been um, perplexed over the last two years about this. And last year was weird because we didn't have X receivers, right? We had all these smaller receivers who were uber separators, very good route runners. If they have a massive hole in their game, and what I mean by that, I was down on Quentin Johnson. I don't own one share in any Dynasty League. And too, I too. Zero I think, share, zero cares. I said this on a ton of podcasts. You can't drop that many balls. You just can't. And then, two, I said, did they manufacture plays for them? I don't see that with Odunze. I think Odunze was naturally in the flow of the game. When he was open, when the call, when they needed it, I didn't see a play where I said, they're just trying to jam that ball into Odunze. That's why I like T. Higgins. I thought he was in the natural flow of the game at Clemson. And I was, I was, I had T Higgins number three coming out and I was definitely higher on him than most. And I've had my misses. So I'm not trying to say for sure. No, no, but but, yeah, I want to find if there's a hole in their game that will prevent them from being successful. So let's take Adone Mitchell, Texas. If I'm pronounced, I might be that wrong. When I look at him, in my model, and I wasn't overly impressed with the film. So he's been a guy where I've had a look at a lot like, oh, my God, people love him. He wasn't even the number one receiver on his team. And I didn't even think he – I never left the game going, whoa, he's the man. And there's two massive holes that I, I'm like, ooh, these are red flags. One, receiving yards per team pass attempt. Yep, He's bad. He's really bad. Yep. (laughs) Two, his catch rate is bad. And you can say what you want about Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers is still an NFL prospect. We have one more year to see. But when you look at the totality of the level of college football players, Quinn Ewers is good enough. He should not have a 60% catch rate with a potential, potential pro quarterback. Those are two really big things. And then I only see 93 receptions. Why is he not on the field more? I, I just see – I'm like, am I missing something? Like my eyeball test said, I don't love him. Yeah. But people, And I don't see it. So maybe I'm wrong, but I'm not going to have a lot of him where he's coming right. I see people taking him at like pick 10 or 11. I'm like, <laughs> sorry, yeah. no way. No yeah. way. Now, other guy. So that's my hole there, right? That's, I'm like, that's a red flag. Yep. Keon Coleman. I looked at him. Okay. I get it. People say, well, did you see the game against LSU? And I said, yeah, he scored three touchdowns against LSU. I get it. Guys, LSU might have had the worst defense they've had in 40 years. Like, to say Keon Coleman had a great game against LSU Tigers, what are you talking about? LSU was terrible.
2: They were bad. Like,
0: they're using that as a positive. like, did you watch college football? They were literally – their defense was – which is one of the most weirdest things I've ever seen because we know historically they have tons of talent in the secondary. Next year they're going to have a first-round draft pick at safety. They were awful. Like, they they got the defensive coordinator out there. They fired the whole house. They were beyond bad. So you're actually using, as a reason to like Keon Coleman, one game, first game of the year, against one of the worst defenses we've ever seen. Oh, okay. So then I put Keon Coleman into my model. Interesting. He has a worse receiving yards per team of pass attempts than Adoni Mitchell. Huh? i thought he was great his catch percentage is worse than Donnie mitchell 56 percent his yards per route run doesn't exceed my benchmark no it's bad I don't, and i'm not a big his a dot though is really bad yep god he's got some massive holes in him yeah, I get that he returned to Michigan State. I get that he played basketball, but I don't care. I care what he did on the football field. Right. I have him at eleven, and, and I know people have him at like top five, top six. I'm not even close.
2: I you would know, John, not. Be- John, John we have a we have a we have another one. Uh, contested target percentage. So how often oh. when he's targeted was he in a contested situation? All the 34- time. Thirty-four and a half percent, which was by far number one in the class. So he was he was catching you know he, he was way way in the red there. Absolutely the worst. You know next was like Jermaine Burton, uh, yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. Also up there, nope. which was a little bit
0: concerning. Like we talked about, yeah. Malik Neighbors gets better separ- That I mean, I that on the film told me Malik Neighbors gets more separation than Marvin Harrison Jr.
2: Yes, he's seventeen point two percent as opposed to twenty six percent, but 30, basically thirty five percent for Keon Coleman. Twenty percent, twenty percent of his uh, catches came contested. You know, I mean, he just awful. awful. That's awful. Yeah, yep. awful. You're and dude. and the the A dot wasn't that far down the field, so it's not like and yeah, he was bad. And you know, one point seven four yards per route run, also pretty much the worst. Him and A.D. Mitchell. 1.72 for Eddie Mitchell, very very bad. So you're you know, looking at two, you know, two players that have a lot of red on their, you know, on their, uh, you know, you know card. scatter chart. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Hey, um, here's
0: one thing. I dare yep. anyone to show me a clip, and, and I haven't. I, I'm not saying I've watched every route of Keon Coleman. Okay, so let me be clear. I, I do about five games. Show me a route where Keon Coleman ran 20 yards, had an option route. Post or or a crosser, ran that option route, and then gain separation. N- Watch Malik Neighbors, dude. I can show you that route from the slot, that route from the X, and that route from the Y. And I can show you that he gets ten yards of separation on the route.
2: Let me let me a, ask you let me ask you a question. Who do you think in this class had the highest percentage of Missed tackles forced per reception.
0: I might be off base, but if you ask me, Troy Franklin, Oregon, he's not bad. But it was, it was, oh. it was Malik Neighbors. Oh, so there you there <laughs> There's no reason not to like. I don't get it, my friend. Yep. He's by yep. far the. He's awesome. Yes. He's the awesome.
2: other. The other guy actually was Malik Washington uh, and Lad McConkey.
0: Oh, interesting. I mean, Ladson, I like Lad, but I think he has a limited ceiling. Yeah, yeah, I I agree, yeah. I think he's a number two. I think he's 1,100. In in a great season, I think he's 1,100 yards. Like, once he might hit that 1,100 yards. I think he's an 850 to 950 yards, 60 to 70 catches, really good football player. Like yeah. I really like Lab McConkey as a football player. I think his ceiling's a little limited which people aren't talking about. That's right. No, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think
2: that's fair because I mean, you know, he doesn't necessarily have Well, we'll see how how fast he runs, but yeah. I mean, he's just a really really good route, you know, route yeah. runner, right? I mean, he's just really really skilled and yeah, his yeah. his raw numbers don't jump off the page, but his his per um per route run numbers, especially in zone, you know, I was yeah, talking yeah. about this with 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 uh i think it was with thor i was like you know you got to remember zone is being run at the highest rate it's ever been run at the nfl level too high shell the middle's open like this is where you make your money he was 4.27 yards per route run uh against zone second only to i'll give you one guess
0: who is bingo (laughs) <laughs> I mean, dude, there's no number that you can't like with Malik Neighbors. I don't. You know what's weird? I'm being dead on. And, and how come people yeah. aren't talking about him enough? Like, are know, you man. not? I, yeah. I just like it has become, and I'm I'm kind of baffled by this. Yeah, people are literally mimicking like um, talking magpies. They've all heard that Marvin Harrison is the number one, and I really believe this. They are literally saying Marvin Harrison is number one without ever looking at anything. They look at some raw numbers, and everyone told me he's number one, so guess what? So he
2: is. That's right. So that's A lot of the opinions are based on that, yes. And they've heard someone talk, and that's good enough. Hey, let me ask you another player real quick, because I'm wondering what your thoughts are on Xavier Leggett because he pops a little bit in the model when you look at just, of course, this past year. But, of course, if you take in his totality – You know those four years of doing nothing, and it's a little bit of a of a puzzle for me. But you do watch uh, college football. I'm sure you've seen him play. I'm sure you're familiar with his game. Uh, Tell me what your thoughts are for Xavier Leggett because I know you do balance some of that analytical versus the film. And you know, analytically, we should be running for the hills because of the four (laughs) years of nothing, right? But like, I, I still think there's probably something there worth
0: worth listening to. So, what are your thoughts here? I have him as a day three pick, but I think the NFL is going to like him more than I do. Cause you're right about the analytical model. It's hard to swallow. He came out in the high school class in 2019. I mean, that's a, that's before COVID. I mean, that's like yeah. a long time ago. So you ask yourself, why did he not get on the field? And I will say this. I try to give people benefit of the doubt because change coaches Maybe the old coaching staff hated him. You never know why these young men get opportunities and why they don't. Sometimes, right? There's so many yeah. factors. I loved the film this year. He literally came from nowhere. I mean, I what did I have? Nine college fantasy football teams, and I had seven best ball. I don't think he was drafted in one. Like right. literally, when we're talking, and I'm talking thirty deep. man rosters of yeah, best deep. ball. Yeah, And no one drafted him, right? And he was right. like a week one or two waiver-wired in your redraft season line. Yeah. Loved the film this year. Yeah, But I went back and studied it. There's some <clears> holes. <throat> I don't think he's a crisp route runner. I think he runs with too much physicality. He was just bigger now. He was listed at 6'3", so it kind of annoys me that he's actually just 6'1". Six foot, right, yeah. 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 Six, Six foot, foot and a half, whatever, half whatever. Yeah. whatever, yeah. So that bothers me. He had a bad week at the senior bowl, but I will give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe just had a bad week. But I have him as my 14th ranked receiver. He's going to get drafted. He has punt return and special team chops, which will get him on the field occasionally and get him in the five man rotation. If he makes the, you know, I expect him to make a roster. I think there's a ceiling there. So as I was through this process, I began to think, "Oh yeah, South Carolina. He's not Debo. <laughs> like right. this, he's not not even close. And I'm like he leans more to Brian Edwards to me than that than Debo. And that's a big red flag. Late breakout, big player wins with physicality. Definitely has athletic ability and talent. Raw rock runner yeah. needs more time." but he's going to be given a chance on kick. He's going to be given a chance somewhere. He is, but I, 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 I'm probably not going to have him. I think there'll be a dynasty owner who likes him more than I do.
2: Yeah. But I I feel like he'll be, he'll be, he'll be the Jonathan Mingo uh, in that way for me. Like I just, you know, at, at at cost, I would have taken Jonathan Mingo somewhere along the lines, but never where everybody else was taking him. So for me, I missed on Jonathan Mingo. I'm, you know, I was fine with it. Uh now I'm even more fine with it because I actually I'm ready to rebuy into Jonathan Mingo now. I think his he's fallen down. But like he was he, I saw him
0: get drafted in the first round in some rookie drafts. Oh, yeah. like, get the hell out of here. And and, <laughs> and my my partner, and I, I talk about my partner Matt a lot. He thinks he's gonna go in the second round. I'm not as it's, convinced it's as possible. Matt.
2: I don't think but, so. But and that's the possible. thing, right? Like if there's a it's team- the Jonathan Mingo thing. It's it's physicality. It's the you know, hey, this, this kid's got the skills. You coach him up. You know, it's yes. a scout. It's the scout room. You know, if the guy who yes. throws ninety-eight and you can't control his fastball, we're drafting yes. him, you fucking fix him.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, and there might be a coach who says, I want that big guy. I yeah. want that guy. Big guy right? running fast. Put him on the team. You teach him how to run routes. What the hell am I paying you for, coach? Yes. Yeah. So that might happen, but I think I'm out right now at price. Yeah. Well, if he gets steamed up then I'm definitely out. I, I think he's an interesting
2: later. Here's the question. I w- We got to get going at some point, man. I, yeah. I love it. We could talk forever. We could do this. I mean, John lob can go for days, <laughs> literally just straight, just talking, having fun. Well, that's what it feels like, man. We're having a good oh, time. Definitely you know? having fun. I mean, this is a great show. Hopefully y'all are loving it. I mean, I can listen to John just scream at, about certain things. all the- What the hell are you talking about? I love him. I love my guy. <laughs> But um, but here's the one I want to ask. So after the first three, it, it can be your your wide receiver four or whatever, but I'm just thinking, like, who are you most sort of excited about through the process after the big three, you know, that you kind of say, I wonder if this guy's good. Because I've got two that I'm starting to talk about and think about and percolate. Who, who's kind of exciting for you at this particular point? Maybe some asymmetrical upside.
0: It's Javon Baker of UCF. Mm. Mm-hmm. I I have grown to love him mm-hmm. in this process. And I watch a lot of UCF football because I play college fantasy football, and they've been a very good offense. So I had to put this into context because when I'm watching them, it was really a running game. They have a good running back, and they have a quarterback, John Reese Plumley. It's not an NFL prospect, but he was a college guy because you get 700 yards rushing and 10 touchdowns. So I watched a lot of UCF. When the season ended, and they weren't great this year, so I forget, did they play in a bowl game? They might have played in a bowl game. But I put in his stats. I was like, he's 6'1"? He's 208? Wow. He's bigger than I thought. Like, I didn't think he looked that big, right? Yeah. And I had a lot of them in DFS. He was a DFS darling. He made me a lot of money in September and early October. So then I started plugging the numbers. I'm like, wait. 34% aerial dominator. He was that good. They threw, wow. Okay. I knew they threw throwing him the ball a lot, but that's really interesting. Then I saw yards per route run. 17.5 over four years. Whoa. They're throwing, this is a Gus Malzone offense with basically a Mm -hmm. running quarterback and they're throwing him the deep ball. Okay. That's fascinating. PFF a dot was 17.1 yes all right what did i miss what did i like i literally that's i said why did my radar not go off right like okay i went back to the film i fell in love with him he's an ex receiver now your concerns there's a wide range of outcomes for him like there is because there's there's contested catches on there there definitely is but i will say this this is where context matters Gus Malzahn isn't running the most sophisticated offense passing game in the world. It's not like they were scheming him up to get one-on-one opportunities or to run deep crossers, deep post patterns. Then I said, okay, that's right. He went to Alabama. I went back. I'm like, well, we know Alabama gets their players late in the process because they always like the upperclassmen. He had some guy named Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle in that locker room. Okay. Then this guy, Jamison Williams, came from Ohio State. So he literally sat the bench for three years be- behind three first-round prospects, plus um, who's the guy in Houston, um, John Mechie. Oh, that's right. So he was in a locker room where he couldn't get on the field. So he makes a business decision. And he goes to UCF. He was a highly touted kid. He ended up at Alabama. What else do you have to need to say? Uh, obviously, right. Nick Saban liked him, right? And right? Not that Nick Saban has gotten everything. He got rid of Jalen Hurts. That's a whole story for another day. But, man, I love with a little route running and scheme, with some NFL coaching, where they're really trying to work him into it, I love Javon Baker, man. And I'll you're tell you what, what I like. Yeah, you know what I gonna, saw? Him? Yeah, uh, you're going to like one, this one, too, J- John. He's got, one, one thing. Flower, he's got Zay Flowers' anger. He plays with passion and fury. And I'm sorry, I like that. I saw that with Zay Flowers of Boston College, and I see that. Like, Javon, I'm telling you right now, if I was a defensive back, I would hate Javon Baker. He talks trash. He's yapping. But you know what? If I'm on the offense with him. I love him. Like I, I just I like that in my receiver. Go ahead.
2: No, no that's exactly right. I was going to say you're going to love this. If you didn't hear Thor on last show talk about J- Javon Baker, he said Javon Baker thinks he's the best wide receiver in this he class, does. and he, unironically, like just that's who he thinks he is. And I said, yeah. Well, that's an interesting dynamic because that means that if he he has he has a huge a range of outcomes because if yes. he thinks he's that good, he's going to walk in someplace and not be overwhelmed. He, you know, he's not going to be sky more, you know, no, like he's no. either going to fucking flame out or he's going to, you know, like big problems or whatever, or he's yeah. going to go in there and like, be like, give me the damn ball. I'm open. And you know, he, I the like eyes that. are not
0: going to get wide. Right. Yeah. I, 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 want my receivers like that. I do. Of I'm sorry. Of course. i course. I've seen too many good receivers from Terrell Owens to Chad Johnson to now Zay Flowers. It's a person. And I get that. It can grate on you. Like I understand, but there's also to be the alpha male and to compete at this level where literally defensive backs are trying to take, separate you from your money and the ball and your head. And like, you got to have that and i like that alpha male mentality and he's got yeah. it he's got, he's got it. it yeah so he's going
2: to be the upside swing you yes. know he's going to be the upside swing at, at the position i absolutely love it my friend we have been going for a couple hours i think we got to <laughs> give the people we got to give the people a break they got to go to the bathroom or something like that but listen i love you tell the people where they can find you they can now find you on player profiler that's very exciting I know you were excited to make that move and, you know, to really feature your work uh, there is going to be really cool. Obviously, you know, I'll tell the people. I tried to get John to join me at the Undroppables. He made a, a move to the Player Profiler Network. Awesome. That's how much I love him. I would work with you any day. I love having you around. and Thank you so much for joining us. But tell everybody where they can find your awesome work.
0: Yeah, everything now is at pr- Player Profiler. The top six quarterback, their rookie reports are up. But more importantly, what I do is I have my model and you can click on the link to see what my model is and it ranks all the players. And what I try to do is put all my players in context. So if you go there now, what you will see is the top, I think I have the top 16 quarterbacks of the last 11 years and how they look in the model. So you can look at Caleb Williams and you can compare him with Lamar Jackson if you want. Now, the only guy my model and I want to be honest with you, I missed on on Josh Allen. I had him as number four prospect Absolutely. in that class. I missed The him. model, he wasn't good at Wyoming. You no. saw the athletic ability, but the model said he – so I I don't – look, at I had a first-round grade, but my model said, Josh Allen, there's some holes in here. Totally wrong. Like, we're going to miss no matter what we do. Absolutely. But – Josh Allen, I had him as a fourth rated quarterback. I didn't have him number one. There were people who had him higher than I did. I liked him coming out of Wyoming. I wasn't googly. I knew the athleticism was there, but there was holes, but you can compare and why I'm doing that. You can look at Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts. Why I like Jalen Hurts so much. And you can compare them. The running, the quarterbacks are up. Running backs should be up there by the time you listen to this, because I've, I've uploaded it, just waiting for it to be published. Wide receivers are going up probably in about 10 days, 7 to 10 days. And right now in my model, I have it open because we were just talking about wide receivers. I have 35 wide receivers in my model. And I have the, in the last 11 years, I have 31 wide receivers. So I have from... Amari Cooper, to Jerry Judy, to Juju Smith-Schuster, all the way down to Rashad Bateman. Like, you can see how this year's class compares to the other top receivers. So that's all on player profiler now. And then I've alluded to it, Rookie Big Board, I'm still doing our video series. We just came out. We um, we were a little late this year, but we've got eight in the next, um, eight player profiles on YouTube, on the Rookie Big Board channel.
2: Look at that. John Lobb, everybody. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, my friend.
0: Anytime, I'll talk for two hours with you anytime, my friend.
2: I love it. I I, I could go for two hours more. I just don't... we have to like I think contractually ob- contractually obligated to end the
0: show at some point. I don't know. We can just keep doing
2: this. Like just keep going.
0: I have it's Valentine's Day. My mom lives with us now. My my I have two daughters and my wife. They might kill me if I yes. if I go for another two hours.
2: You can't. You you gotta go. Happy Valentine's no. Day. Go go enjoy your family and uh and thank you so much for coming on and on behalf of everybody here at The Undroppables, on behalf of everybody here at The Undrafted, and on behalf of the greatest podcast producer to ever walk the land, Mr. Michael P. Duncan. You have been joined by Mr. John Lobb. I am Jax Falcone, and we are out. Out.